0: Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free. 855-453. That's the number brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 1-855-450-3733. Here with you tonight, it's Ian,
1: Michelle,
0: and Derek J. And Mark is still out in his uh, cruise vacation thing, and I guess he's coming back Wednesday or Thursday, so we'll probably be hearing from him again, maybe Thursday night, maybe Wednesday night, so time will tell. 855 uh, 453 is the number here, uh, from what I understand, the, the, the cruise is going very well. Uh, I, he actually gets connected. He's cruising along. Yeah, he did get connected to the internet somehow. I don't know if he was connected on the islands or actually from the, the cruise ship. So we've, we've exchanged a few words uh, since then. He says it's been an absolute blast. He's been having a lot of fun with uh, Stefan Molyneux from Freedom Main Radio and Wes Bertrand from Complete Liberty. Because uh, they're all out there together right. as well oh, as how cool. a number of other people.
1: And Izzy and Jack are getting to hang out and play.
0: Izzy, he? Oh, is that uh, Stefan's daughter? daughter? Okay. Mm-hmm. Is he? Daughter? Yes. Okay, got it. Uh, 855-453, the number here tonight. I guess some people probably uh, figure this is some big news. The Obama health care situation, uh, the Obamacare Federal Appeals Court on Tuesday has upheld a controversial requirement for Americans to purchase health insurance, becoming the sixth appeals court to rule on challenges to President Obama's health care law, that are likely headed to the Supreme Court next year. In a split opinion, three-judge panel for the Circuit Court of Appeals uh, for the District of Columbia said the centerpiece of the health care law, a mandate for individuals to buy health insurance or else pay a fine, was an encroachment on individual liberty, they said. Thank goodness. But oh, <laughs> no more so than by requiring businesses to serve all customers regardless of race. So basically this is the old tactic uh, that the government uses time and time again. They'll, uh, they'll say, well, we've been infringing on liberty in this area for a long – you know, <laughs> in, in area number – letter X for a long time. And so therefore if you want to infringe on liberty in area Y, then that's OK because area X has been infringed upon for decades. So what's the big deal? Why are you complaining about this? So they're admitting it's an infringement upon liberty. But oh well. That's the way we do things.
2: It's, it's amazing to me that we've reached the point where the government can be upfront about its tyranny, and that's okay. There's no yep. uproar. That's, that's just all right.
1: Don't you think that that's indicative of the fact that people have—it's like the Stockholm Syndrome?
2: Yeah, you know, absolutely. Where, where
1: people have accepted their status of you know, slave, basically.
0: Well, the Stockholm syndrome is more than that. Uh, they love their slavery. They they love the, the Stockholm God syndrome. God bless
1: America. Wave your flag. Stockholm syndrome
0: time. is identifying with the master, is identifying with your oppressor. So Stockholm syndrome was uh, as a result of terrorists, uh, you know, basically taking hostages and then the hostages identifying with the terrorists, feeling sorry for the terrorists, that kind of thing. That's that's basically what Stockholm syndrome
1: is. Right. So wouldn't that be equated to a patriot, a person that calls himself a patriot? Uh, who is a, a slave to the, the tax system. I realize that I'm being very extreme and feisty here, guys. I really do. <laughs> no, I see what you're saying. But I think like that ramped up. just
0: because you're a slave doesn't mean you have Stockholm Syndrome. That's all Correct. I'm saying. Okay. So a uh, little more here from the court. This is, the again, the appeals court. Quote, the right to be free from federal regulation is not absolute. And yields to the imperative that Congress be free to forge national solutions to national problems, no matter how local or seemingly passive their individual origins, wrote one of the judges. Ew. It's imperative that Congress be free to write the the rules for the rest of us? Congress's freedom is paramount in comparison to you little people and your freedoms. Yeah, it's
2: not important that the everyday Joe is free. Just that... Congress is free to make laws for him.
0: That's what they're saying. Uh, It says here, while most rulings over the Affordable Care Act have split down party lines, with Republican-appointed judges generally opposing the mandate and Democrat-appointed judges favoring it, Judge Silberman was appointed by President Reagan, and it was Silberman who gave that quote earlier, and then a concurring judge was appointed by President Carter. So just showing that it's about bipartisanship. These guys are coming together on the issue of owning you. But did anybody really think there was a difference between the Republicans and Democrats?
1: Not me, but yeah. then again, I don't vote.
2: I don't know how any person can see a difference. Seriously, it's it's haircuts and, and skin color by now. One's That's an really... elephant and the other's an ass.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> but by the American Center for Law and Justice, a Christian legal group, the case involved five plaintiffs who said they could face thousands of dollars in fines for failing to purchase health insurance. They argued that the mandate also violated their religious freedoms which I guess the court decided to just toss out on its butt. Eh, we don't care about your religion. You'll do, as we say, because it's our religion, the worship of the state, that is the official religion.
1: So all you know, Christians, the, the, this conservative right movement that has so much political pull, um, I'm outraged that they're not out uh, saying that that is idolatry. And, you know, same with, I mean, Judeo-Christians. I don't know about all other religions and what their take is regarding the worship of false idols.
0: Muslims are very against that.
1: There you go. So at least uh, Jews, Christians, and Muslims ought to be at this point, you know, protesting in the streets and saying, I "I refuse.
2: I do always wonder, because I I share those views, Michelle, where is the outrage from the religious uh, organizations who say, you know, I have my established God that I worship, and I don't need this whole state thing uh, deciding how I'm going to live my life because God tells me how to live my life. Like, wouldn't that be more popular? You, I would think. I, I think that would be a, a popular stance that churches, um, mosques, um, and synagogues could all take.
1: Well, it requires that you have that line in the sand that you've drawn, and we've talked about that so many times before, where you are um, willing to say no more. You know, all of us will compromise for the sake of some things. I eat in restaurants. I really don't like to cook every single day. So I'll eat in restaurants, pay the service tax or Mm -hmm. whatever for the convenience. So I'm not, you know, 100% on the side of liberty. You can't
0: be. I mean, it's impossible to live that life. Mm -hmm. It's impossible to not walk on a sidewalk paid by tax, you know, paid by tax dollars. You can't. Go from point A to point B without putting gas in a gas tank. I mean, there's just just no way to truly avoid all uh, tentacles of the state in one's life. Today, today yeah be nice if that changed in the future yeah certainly i think it could and if more religious people did what you're suggesting michelle and actually stood up for what they believe in then or what they're purported to believe in Mm -hmm. then maybe something would change but i think that really is a good question to ask is where are these people why is it that religious people who are supposedly against idols stand and worship the flag why is it that uh, these people that are against idols and and false religions are worshipping the state. They don't even realize what they're doing, I think, is what it is. And and what happens when you point these things out to them? They would likely re- react with shock and—, and
2: uh, Not
1: a good patriot, not a good American.
0: Yeah. Well, I know there are Christians who feel
2: that way. I know a lot of the folks um, that I've associated with in churches uh, would call themselves conservative for the reasons that they would rather— um, follow god than follow the state and so they have some mind to uh, discern between who their master is but for jews and um muslims i i see no reason why they're not speaking out already for christians i at least remember from sunday school there was something about render under caesar what is caesar's Romans 13 okay so totally taken out of context (laughs) so I don't know what I'm talking about but is is that their justification of of saying well I do have to pay taxes like
0: Jesus said so it's a common justification but as Michelle pointed out that wasn't the intention of that statement right
1: correct and I think actually what you're probably talking about is from Matthew and that which is New Testament and that has to do with um uh obeying the law of the land that you know that that you're encouraged to obey the law of the land, in which case some would argue that that would be the Constitution in, in the United States case, and that um, that God ordains and uh, puts into power all those who are in power. And that too is taken out of context as well. As far as, you know, render under Caesar what is Caesar's, you know, Jesus poked fun of the, of the tax collectors and, and those who were trying to accuse him of, of wrongdoing. And you notice that, when he um, extracted the coin, he did so from the mouth of a fish, demonstrating that he has he's God over everything, and, he, and did not ask the apostles or the disciples, to give up any of their day's wages to pay the tax factor.
0: Well, wasn't he essentially saying, render unto Caesar what is Caesar's, in that if you have something that's Caesar's, you should give it to him, is right. essentially <laughs> what he was saying. Uh, and, and there was actually a book sent to me when I was in jail, The Anarcho Teachings of Yeshua mm-hmm. by Daryl Perry. Yes. And, uh, and that kind of goes through some of that, brings out the original context, and talks about it. We're coming up here with your thoughts. Welcome at 855 free You can take control. It's Free Talk Live. You know that cigarettes will kill you. You've been thinking about giving the e-cigarette a try? There is a healthier option. 22,000 times healthier. Well, listen to this offer from Vaporsmiths.com. A a pack-a-day smoker will save $120 a month. So you already start being richer, feeling healthier, and smelling better. What more could you want? How about a free starter kit? Just purchase 40 cartomizers with coupon code FTL. Free shipping on orders of $60 or more. 855-2-GET-VAPOR or go to Vaporsmiths.com. this is free talk live you can bring up anything you want just dial in toll free 855-450-FREE that's the number and it's brought to you by SACL CAI 1-855-450-3733. one eight five five four five zero three seven three three. 450 3733 Here with you tonight, it
1: is Ian. And Michelle.
2: And Derek J.
0: And don't forget, you can always join us over on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on that site for free, and they include archives. So if you've missed a moment of the show, they're right there for you. You can just click and download. Go all the way back to late 2006. All of it is free for you at freetalklive.com. And I want to also let you know about SACL CAI. They have a full-orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early-out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL knows the way they treat your customer reflects on you, so their staff is respectful. They record every call and have the best equipment money can buy, so your business is handled as efficiently as possible. You can see their banner at the top of our banner column over at freetalklive.com. Uh Michelle, I know you wanted to make a point about five oh one c threes and uh, churches, and because the question was well, why are religious people not standing up for what they believe in, or at least what they purport to believe in, which is the worship of idols or false prophets or you know yes. other gods and uh, in, you know in, in the face of the idea that the state is essentially God to people, it is another religion with bizarre rituals it
1: requires and- reverence. And obedience.
0: Oh yeah. So I'd like to come back to that. Let's go to the, the phones and the fun first. We've got David on the line in Keene, New Hampshire, our our little hometown here. Uh David, what's on your mind tonight?
3: Greetings. Hey David. I was at my local um um Occupy movement set just a little while ago and uh um, Yes, so
0: we saw we was- saw you there.
3: Exactly, <laughs> and then uh somebody mentioned bringing up the flag, and I heard you all mention the flag. I just popped in and I heard it on the radio, you know, actually, on the internet, but um, and I was like, I was ready to jump right on it and say, Yeah, the flag, let's do that. I think you did, yeah because <laughs> because because when I think of the flag, I think of people sticking it in my face and saying, I'm moral, I'm righteous." I'm on the side of all that's good, and and you're not because you're not holding up this flag. And so that's what made me get behind it. Uh, you know what I mean?
0: So wait, you're behind using the flag or behind... Well,
3: that's what made me say that we're, we're moral, we're righteous, we're, we're on the side of good things. So, sort of, yeah.
0: Oh, I see. And, I like, I guess I see where you're I don't, coming and from. And
3: I... I don't like the separation. When somebody sticks up a flag in my face, they're dividing. You know what I mean, and I feel like.
0: So, but you—you're
3: saying the, you want to adopt the, the flag? Then I'll say no. We're—we're we're all. You know what I mean.
0: Well, let me see if I'm understanding you. You're saying that uh, you want to adopt the flag as part of your protest movement because you feel like other people have been using it, and so therefore you want to co-opt it, sort of. I guess I'm confused.
3: To an extent, I want to co-opt. It's more like I want to say, "You're not. You're not." Well, it's more like they'd use it as a symbol of righteousness and morality.
0: Don't you feel like it's pandering to use the flag? Right, and
3: power. And they're saying, we have the power and you don't.
0: So why why would you want to take up that that particular symbol? I mean, isn't the flag essentially the icon of uh, state symbolism? I mean, isn't it uh, this this symbolizes the idea of the federal government? I mean, you've got the 50 states, they're all together, uh and it's the feds that have done that. So, I mean, isn't it essentially a federal icon that you really can't co-opt? Oh. Well, yeah. Well,
3: I do, do like the idea of unity, though. It does make me to an extent, I, I think unity is
2: important. What David, about having. I, you... I love flags too. <laughs> would you consider flying a different flag, perhaps? Uh, one of your own creation?
3: Absolutely.
1: Let your freak flag fly, baby. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I would love to see uh, people creating awesome. their own flags and using symbols that are important to them to reflect messages that they think are important.
1: Mine would have daisies and rainbows and pretty butterflies and things like that.
2: Perhaps a voluntary handshake.
0: See, the thing with using symbols like the American flag is that people have different interpretations of what that means, right? So if you see somebody waving a flag on the side of the road... It doesn't really communicate anything. It, there's nothing specific that that means to d- different people because different people can look at that and, and say, yeah, that guy loves America. Uh-huh. Or somebody could look at that and be offended by it, or depending on the context in which, you know, maybe there's other signs around. So it just, for me, the flag is. I wouldn't say it's offensive, but the idea that it represents is an offensive one to me, at least my interpretation of what the flag is. And and my interpretation today of what the flag is is different than what it would have been 15 years ago.
2: What about people holding the flag upside down to signal, you know, this country is in distress or they need help or, you know, something like that would be a good message. Would you you do that, David, maybe uh, to to counteract what the uh, flag holders are doing?
3: Flag upside down or something like that. Yes, I'm not not really sure. I liked your idea. I don't. I don't know. Uh, Maybe
0: that could also offend people, though. I mean, I I guess the question is: Are you willing to offend someone? Because in that case, you're not pandering. Then you really are making a statement with the flag if you're holding it upside down. Because I think I think enough people know. Uh, enough about the flag to realize what that means and even if they don't know exactly what it means uh, the whole this you know we're in distress uh message even if they don't realize it they certainly realize that it's being held upside down and will take offense just to the fact that it's not being displayed in its its
2: proper manner i think it'll be fun to jolt people out of that sort of uh, religious well, hypnotism
1: and the thing about not um offending people i also was at the uh, at the meeting and i heard a few people comment about not wanting to offend anyone mm-hmm. and and um you know I really like proper etiquette, and you know that's what endeared me so much to Derek initially was that you know he'd light me cigarettes. He's a pretty lady; that never lights her own. He doesn't light them anymore. But anyway, <laughs> oh,
2: <laughs> that's not we're, true. We're past
1: that, I guess. Now that he's smoking a cigs, whatever. So well, yes, <laughs> I don't always have a lighter on me.
2: Thanks in, to the e
0: cig.
1: In any case, you know one thing about offending people is. You do not have a guaranteed right to not be offended in this life.
0: Well, Amen. I think I think what you're referring to is uh, this Occupy Keene meeting that happened tonight uh, the General Assembly, as it's called. And I've been to a number of these. Was it your first time there, Michelle? Yes. Okay. I've been to a number of these. And usually when an idea comes up that is somewhat controversial, like so, for instance, one of the ideas that I threw out there was that on Veterans Day we could occupy the front of the recruiting center.
1: I think that's great. And
0: some people thought. i
1: like that
0: by 100%. Yeah. Well, some people were a little iffy about that in the same way they were iffy about the idea that the, of occupying the city council meeting because i think that folks that are coming up with this well i don't want to offend people uh, mentality i think they just don't know what they're doing i mean i just the best to them for coming out i think it's great that they're coming out and showing interest but i think that somebody that says well we you know, we need to be careful not to offend people has never done any kind of protest or demonstration or occupation or anything like that before and they don't realize that anytime you do Anything that's a threat to the status quo, any kind of message that you're putting out there that causes people to question themselves or you know could polarize people, there's, it's inevitable that you're going to offend someone. There's no way you can stand on the side of the road unless your sign is blank. You know, There's no way that you're going to not offend someone.
1: I'm offended by the flag
0: exactly more coming up here uh uh, david thanks by the way for the call tonight appreciate it yep 855-450-FREE plenty of time for you and your thoughts bring up whatever's on your mind and we'll come back around to this religious discussion here in a moment about the 501c3 because i think that's an interesting aspect as to why churches and people who go to them are so obedient to the state these days 855-450-FREE this is free talk live
4: people ask me tim why did you start verbalsurgery.com? Well, it's easy. I started making these podcasts to make you feel better right now. That's right. From
5: the tops of the Himalayas to the bottom of the deepest seas. That's right. These broadcasts go out to everywhere on the planet. And most importantly, deep inside of
4: your brain to make you feel better right now. And isn't that what it's all about? surgery.com. Check it out today.
0: This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. All you have to do is dial in. Toll free number 855 453. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. 1 855 450 3733. Tonight with you in the studio, it's Ian. Michelle. And Derek J. You can join us online over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features there for free. We've got a bulletin board system, and it's been retooled within the last few weeks uh, to give moderators more ability to moderate. Uh, It is no longer a virtually unmoderated form. It is now. Now, a little bit more of a controlled place, and uh, you actually get to control your own threads now. So anytime you post a thread at the Free Talk Live BBS, if somebody posts something that you find is inappropriate as a response to your thread, which used to be a big problem, people would come in and start trolling other people's threads, and it just got really bad. Uh, so you now can just... Arbitrarily delete anything that anyone posts on your thread. So it'll make things a little bit – people have to be a little more careful about what they uh, what they post if they don't want someone to just up and delete it. So you can go and experience a new Free Talk Live BBS over at bbs.freetalklive.com like everything else on our website you'll find that it is free. Uncovering the secrets and exposing the lies, that's what the readers of freedomsphoenix.com get every day. Readers of freedomsphoenix.com are constantly provided the detailed real news that lies between the lines of propaganda and the relationship we have with coercive governments. freedomsphoenix.com offers up-to-the-minute updates on the economy, technology, communications, and the rise of the police state. Go now to freedomsphoenix.com and sign up for their free daily dispatch. That's freedomsphoenix.com. Dot com As we go to the phones and the fun, Daniel's listening in Washington. Daniel, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hello. Hey, what's on your mind tonight?
6: Hey, I hear you guys occasionally talking about Freddie Unions. And I heard, I think it was uh, Julia or, let's see, Michelle or Stephanie and Julia or something the other night. Just briefly mention it. And I always hear you kind of mention it and then never say anything more about it. And everyone always says on the show, oh, I don't really know much about it. But I'd like to kind of shill for credit unions for a moment, if I could. Sure. Because I think they're really a fantastic uh, way of doing banking. And So why don't you define
0: don't what a credit union is?
6: Well, a credit union is a, a bank, but instead of being owned by shareholders, it's owned by the people who deposit into it. Mm-hmm. And because of that, the 3 or 4% or however much the bank would normally deliver in profit to the shareholders that can go to the people who own the credit union who are members. So rather than having to extract the fees and the overdraft charges and all that kind of stuff for members to, to deliver it to the shareholders, they're just delivering it back to you. So they don't even have to charge that kind of fee or you know any exorbitant rates or anything like that. So the benefits of credit unions, because of this uh, system, they tend to have better rates and lower fees. For instance, my local credit union, offers a 6% interest rate on checking and savings accounts, up to $500. And my wife and I both have checking and savings accounts there. So that's 6% on $2,000, you know, the first $2,000 we have in the account. Mm -hmm. And then they offer things with my local credit union, uh, like free overdraft protection, you know, all kinds of no ATM charges, that kind of thing. And one of the concerns people often have is that there's not very many branches or it's a small credit union.
0: Yeah, that was going to be my question, is how do you handle that when you're leaving town and you don't have well,
6: any? The the way it works, I'm not sure if this is for every credit union, but any any credit union around here, they all have kind of a contracts or some kind of agreement with each other mm-hmm. where they let everyone use everyone else's ATMs for free, hmm. with, as long as they have an hmm. account with one of the local credit unions. And you can also transfer money. For instance, I had a car loan with one credit union and I had my checking and savings accounts with another, and I could transfer money you know, to the other credit union just as easily as transferring money to a different account. You know, Does that make sense?
2: So just like with a bank. So Daniel, um, if credit unions have better rates and services, why do you think more people aren't using credit unions today?
6: Well, considering they offer just about everything a bank offers without trying to skim you off you know, a few percentage points of of money for the shareholders, it's just a better deal.
0: Well, well, that didn't answer the question, though.
1: I used to belong to a credit union when I was in high school, and the reason why I ended up uh, joining my first bank, which was actually Bank of Hawaii, was because I had no way to get any money. I was, I left... California, yeah, and I went. I, mean, I went over to Hawaii, and I had no way. That was before, like But that was you before know. ATMs, and, exactly. And, so I don't really know how I, that would work out I, now. That
6: problem's largely been solved, and I'm not sure if, if it goes for every credit union nationwide. But the question but Derek was, asked yeah, yeah.
0: was that you didn't get, you didn't really answer, was why if a credit union is such a great deal, why are people still using the you know the big banks? Is it just ignorance? Uh,
6: well, two two things. I thought about this question for a long time. And then a guy at work who's considered kind of, you know, the, the village idiot at work, you know, sort of not very smart with his money kind of thing. He mentioned he uses Bank of America, and I thought, okay, that's who's using it. The other reason is, like, you guys have been kind of, every time credit unions come up, you everyone says, I don't really know much about that. Must be kind of cool, but I don't know anything about it. And I think that's. The main reason is I don't recall don't realize, ever saying I don't recall ever saying that, that
0: because Mark has uh, has an account at a credit union and he's talked very good about credit unions and and I've explained in the past the basic idea of of what they are that they are owned by the the members so I don't recall saying that and if if you know if we've miscommunicated in that way in the past then I apologize but I don't recall well, that.
6: I think if last last week I, I think it was you had said credit unions are kind of like a co-op or something like that
0: um, yeah, they kind of was, are like a co-op.
6: It, yeah, and I I just got the impression that maybe you didn't know, weren't quite familiar, or you had maybe heard that or something. It just seemed you weren't exactly familiar.
1: I don't but, use a credit okay. union now, or like I still have my Bank of America account because I got it before nine eleven, and I it's not attached to my social security number and. There isn't anyone in this country that can get that today. <laughs> yeah,
6: I think that's a pretty good reason.
1: Yeah. And so, I mean, I so what I do is I, you know, have money go into that. And then as soon as it does, I withdraw it. So they don't have, I don't get any interest. I don't, try, I, I'm not charged any fees um, other than to make the initial deposit or wire transfer into the account, which fine, I'll pay their $12 for that convenience or whatever. And then I just simply withdraw it so that they don't have access to use of my money.
0: Daniel, what are your credit hour, your credit union's hours like? Are they convenient at all? Uh,
6: yeah, sort of regular banking hours plus four or five hours on Saturdays kind
0: of thing. Okay, so they do open on the weekends. That's, that's good to know. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, Daniel, I'm glad you brought up the idea of credit unions um, because in, instead of money sitting under mattresses, which I, I, is what I think a lot of people who uh, become disillusioned with banks do, they just come to be a cash-and-carry type of person. Mm-hmm. Um, instead, that money can be lent out to the community in which one lives. That's right. another and one I, of the huge benefits of uh, putting money work. in a credit union. Yeah,
6: yeah. And I always kind of like seeing the ways that people organize themselves, you know, apart from government. And I think credit union are a good example of a way a group of people can organize themselves uh, for mutual benefit in a voluntary fashion.
0: So do you go to, board like, uh, shareholders' meetings with the – because you said that essentially each account holder owns the bank. So do yeah. they have, like, meetings, the
6: meetings? Well, they they have them, and they send me out a ballot, you know, uh, every year or every quarter or whatever, mm-hmm. but I don't really care to vote in – I
0: don't really care. So, <laughs> the, so, so you're you're whatever. satisfied with how it's being run, and you just rather just not participate? Right, That's right. Do you get different votes based on how much money you have in the in the credit union?
6: I, I don't know how the voting works. That seems like it would be the way to do it if I was to start a credit union, but I don't. I have no idea how the voting works.
0: Right, because I mean, should the should the person with a hundred thousand dollars get the same vote as the you know the homeless the guy, guy who's with, overdrafted? With yeah, I don't. Yeah. Do you even know, know what's voted on? Uh,
6: positions and I don't know. I don't
0: okay. really care. <laughs> Very good. Hey, you're a satisfied customer. Thanks for the call, Daniel. Appreciate hearing from you at 855 450 free. It actually was mentioned at the General Assembly today for Occupy Keen. Uh, I think uh, Ethan Levito, one of the, the liberty activists who kind of floats around, does hitchhiking around the country, uh, he's been to a bunch of the different Occupy movements. And over the last few weeks there's been a push for people to close their bank of america accounts right and Mm -hmm. uh on guy
1: fox day that was uh, supposedly a million people did that
0: well it was the culmination on guy fox day and and he said it was fifty thousand people on guy fox day did it and then there have been about a million people that have over the last few weeks closed their bank accounts and opened a credit union account as a result of you know and, and i think bank of america was really targeted but i think it kind of applied to all the big behemoth uh banks 855-450-FREE is the number here. I use a big bank, but it's not as big as Bank of America, and they didn't take any bailout money that I'm aware of. More coming up here. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live, 855-450-3733. Bring up what you want. show is Free Talk Live. The reason we call it Free Talk Live is because you are free. Call in and talk about anything you want. And we do it live seven nights a week, so you can join us any old time you want, 7 to 10 Eastern, Monday through Sunday at freetalklive.com. And perhaps on your local radio station, if we are on your local station, you should give them a call and tell them thanks for airing Free Talk Live and maybe ask them for a little bit more because... Not every one of our stations carries the show every single night, and so there's always a potential for more Free Talk Live. And if your local station, your favorite local talk station doesn't carry Free Talk Live, give them a call and ask them real nice-like to add some Free Talk Live to their lineup. They might just they might just listen to you. Uh, so uh, our number here, 855-450-FREE, that is the number that allows you to take control of the airwaves. We'll come back here in a little bit to a discussion about churches and the Church of the State and how they all interact with one another in, in a very obedient manner in most cases. But first we continue with you and your thoughts. We've got Brian on the line in uh New Hampshire, actually I think calling from our very own Keene. Hello, Brian, you're on Free Talk Live on the Amplines. Hi guys. Hey Brian. Uh, hello.
7: Hey What's on um, your mind? Yeah, I wanted well, there was the you know, the, the comment of, of why uh why aren't Jews, you know uh, standing up in the streets essentially against the idolatry of the state. And it's really an unfortunate thing because actually the, the Hebrew scriptures and uh, a lot of Jewish uh, folklore and history is, is very anti-state in and of itself. But the bottom line is, is that you have the Talmud, which is
1: yeah, the, the ta- oh, the Talmud. I mean, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm.
7: Yeah, which 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 is really really important in Judaism. Uh, I'm a Jew. I, I don't practice Judaism, but anyway, I I know a bit about it. Uh, and and. Really, the only rules they have are that as long as you're allowed to wear, uh, you have what's called a, a telephine and a tazit, and and as long as you can wear those, you know, and essentially whoever's empowered says you you know that that's okay. They don't care, and it's unfortunate. Or I mean, of course, if they told you to you know that that something was actually God, like if they came out and said, well, the American flag is God, then of course the Jews would be upset. Um, but
0: so I see. So as long as as long as they don't say it's God, but as long as it's treated as though it's God, it's all right. Just you know, speak no well, evil, but the rest of it's fine.
7: Right, right. I mean, you know, you take a case of, of you know of Soviet Russia, where you know, you say, well, how how you know how did I mean? Obviously, Christians kind of took a pacifist role over there with the you know the Orthodox Church over there. Uh, as far as Jews, though, you know, the Jews in mind because a you know, Soviet Russia gave them their own little country, it was the, the, the Zion Oblate, and equally they said, yeah, we don't care if you wear the, your tazit and your your telephine, you know, all that's fine. So again, you know, it, it didn't bother, and, and Russia was a far more extreme case at that time, you know, where the state was God. I mean, they were actually trying to kind of push that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but again, it is unfortunate because you have, especially in Hebrew Scripture, a lot of people know uh, in, in in the book of Samuel, where you know Israel's crying out they want a king and and, and the prophet Samuel telling them hey this is a bad idea you guys don't know what you're getting into you know because for two it was a very two reasons
1: for two reasons that he, he was very specific he said that um the the government will take your sons and put them in right. foreign lands to commit war right. and it and the government will tax you right. God warned yeah, again of... warned the Jews against those two specific things
7: yeah and, and because before then they had the judges' system, which was a very decentralized government, which not to say that it was a great thing, but it was obviously better than a kingship. Uh, and you also have the, the story of Nimrod, which is from Genesis, but, but there's a, a very popular uh, Jewish historian who the Christians also like to quote a lot too, because he actually talks about Jesus in his own time. Uh, his name was Josephus, and he talked about Nimrod, saying that Nimrod knew that he had to get people to depend upon him so that they, they wouldn't look to God. And mm. so again, you know, there there is this wonderful history of of saying, you know, guess what? Governments replace God, and and that's what they do, you know. And they and obviously they knew that for thousands of years, and yet they don't see it because again, you get the Talmud and you get this interpretation that well, as long as we can, you know, wear our uh, you know our tzitzit and tefillin, you know, it's okay. We can we can move on, uh, and it's really a shame. So
2: so Brian, do you think? Um, I mean, I hear you on the Talmud's uh, specificity about the clothing uh, being the most important thing and not calling other things God. But do you think perhaps World War Two would have turned out differently had the Jews relinquished relations with the government and claimed secession? Um... You know, had they taken a different stance on the government before World War Two happened... Uh, do you think it would have turned out better for him?
7: Yeah, I, I think it could. I mean, you know, it wasn't until really it was too late, that, because the same thing happened in World War II, where finally, uh, you know, Hitler said, okay, you guys can't wear your telephine and your tazits and all that. And, and maybe, I mean, and, it, and it's amazing that it's just that simple. But maybe if, if if it had happened earlier, you know, they could have done something about it. Um, but you also have the problem of where where, where this... You know, you know, there in in, in Judaism, in, in the Talmud, you know, there is a push for 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 socialization for for socialism. There, there, unfortunately, there really is, uh, and and so that so I mean, so a lot of the words you know of a national socialist party, you know, might might go in line with what they were mm-hmm. thinking, um, and 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 that's and that's an unfortunate. You know, again, very unfortunate. yeah, that is
0: because you saying because i I like where you're coming from, Derek, and this has been one of the questions that has been asked uh before because I come out against violence as as a solution to achieving liberty in our lifetime. I don't think it's going to lead to that. I think that if you want peace, you have to have peace as your means uh you know it, it is the way, the peace is the way, so uh I think that you know some people will bring up the question of well if the Jews had just met the SS at their doors with uh, bats and and clubs and you know guns then things would have been different as and, if and I think it's a false choice I think the you know the, the choice that's presented is well you either do as you're told and get on the you know the train cars and go move into the ghetto uh, you know, you register yourself, you wear the the you know the yellow star, you do what you're told, or you fight. And I think that that's the false choice that's presented to people, and I think there's another choice in there that no one talks Agreed. about, and that is not doing as you're told. Uh, that is Agreed. not reporting when told to report. That is not paying the taxes you're told to pay. That is not going to the ghetto. That is not wearing the star. That is not registering. And had people done those things back then, and maybe some people did, but had it been on a larger scale – uh, you know, coming from a, a solidarity standpoint, of, this is our religion, and no, we're not going to do what you say, and no, we don't worship the state, and, you know, f- screw you, we're going li- to live like free people. Uh, had people done that, I think that really could have changed things. I'm not saying it would have stopped people from being slaughtered or being rounded up at gunpoint or anything like that, but most of the people, as I understood it back then, were very obedient, and they did as they were told, and then, before you knew it, like you said, Brian, it was too late to do anything else.
7: And Brian, you... Know, I mean, and if- Go
0: ahead, no I'd like to, I'd like to hear Brian. right
7: okay um, well, you're right I mean and that just kind of and, and really you know Nazi Germany with the Jews just proves the fallacy of democracy that it's 51 percent of the population telling the other 49 what they can do um, you know which, which is a joke uh, but I mean the other problem too equally is that uh, the Talmud also pushes and I know this is in the New Testament in the book of James as well this is discussed and I'd be interested to hear what Michelle has to you know has a comment on that um, in that God chooses the leaders, and 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 that's a very tough thing to swallow because because I, that would infer that Hitler was chosen by God, uh, and that's one of the things that I struggled with, you know, in, when when I actually did kind of follow Judaism. Uh, so so you have that too, where where okay, well they're here because of God, so we got to kind of run with this. I mean, um, and 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 equally just one more point of, of why the Jews are often kind of reticent to to you know to jump into rebellion. Is uh, the uh, the Bar Kokhba revolt against in, in Rome? You know, this was, of course a couple thousand years ago, kind of kind of gave a what to a lot of commentators, a lot of Jewish commentators consider a nasty lesson, and and so they're always kind of worried about that too. So there, there's so much, but it's also unfortunate because again, there's so much in in Hebrew scripture. In Hebrew writings, that is so anti-government, you know, and and it's fantastic. I mean, obviously Abraham didn't have a government, and he somehow got around just fine.
0: Well, Michelle, what do you think about that—the the the, the idea that God chooses uh, the leaders? You know, was that something that would, would that? be something your god would do or would that be something that somehow was added by mistranslation or by the editors who had a very specific status viewpoint perhaps i mean where did that come from
1: right it's actually um romans 13 chapter 13 verse 1 that says that and you know i was having a similar conversation with my son today who studies latin and he was pointing out to me uh scriptures where over time and just in a period of five years back in the 1500s words were changed because Mm -hmm. it used to be everything was written in wax and in stone tablets so they'd have very straight edge letters so there were no us there were v's and then for a while there were no s's there were f's and things so you know i honestly have not looked at that Um, scripture. I try to interpret everything through um, love God with all your heart, soul, and mind. Love your neighbor as yourself.
0: Thanks, Brian, for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. And uh, you can take control of the airwaves. And I say, follow your inner light. Uh, 855-450-FREE. This is Free Talk Live.
4: The LC9 Centerfire Pistol, a compact, powerful 9mm pistol, perfect for personal protection. The full-featured 7-round LC9 has a 3-dot sight system, checkered grip, and smooth edges for easy holstering. Ideal for discreet carry, the LC9 is also a full-power, no-compromise backup pistol, incorporating the rugged reliability Ruger is known for. Visit Ruger.com slash LC9 or your local firearms retailer to learn more. The Ruger LC9. It's mine, and it's American.
7: We'll
0: This Free Talk Live we're launching into the second hour of the program. You may dial in toll free and bring up whatever you want. 855-450-free. That's the number brought to you by Cycle CAI. It's 1-855-450-3733 and here with you tonight it's Ian,
1: Michelle and
0: Derek J. Michelle, I believe we have you for a limited time uh here this evening. You yes, sir. kind of came in actually with the intention of talking about uh, the Occupy movement. You just got back from New York City and I want to get back into yes. that or I want to get into that here in- in a moment and get your experience. Uh, but first, let's talk to Frank in New York. Frank, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Michelle, and Derek J.
8: Uh, good evening. Hey, How is it up there in New England? <laughs> it's
0: actually been really warm the last couple days, like right after that huge snowstorm, uh, a few days after, the temperatures started to shoot up. All it's as well. T shirt weather. Well, that's good. Almost. What's on your mind tonight, Frank?
8: Well, you know, I was thinking about uh, several of the issues. Uh, you know, the, the notion of the flag patriotism, uh, I think those are outmoded notions. If we fall into the trap of patriotism, uh, we aren't critical about the actions of our government, and our Mm. government is not always right. And uh, as we have seen since 1947, our foreign policy has been a disaster. And in a sense, I think patriotism is really the refuge of fools, and we should be able to intellectually uh, analyze the policies of our government, and we should be able to criticize them and effect change. Yeah, know, I have to say, vote. I agree now, with you. Now, we that. know that that isn't the case, but the point is uh, the flag is really nothing more than uh, a representation. Yeah. And it's an image, and when we look at the United States now supporting the al-Qaeda flag in Benghazi, And in Libya, I mean, it goes to show the absurdity of all this nonsense. And if people would take existential responsibility for their actions, uh, by that, if they choose not to kill in the military, they shouldn't have to go in. And uh, I think, you know, it's evil to kill. And more often than not, armies and wars are just about destroying a lot of good, innocent people so that a few individuals can reap tremendous profits and ins- ensure their political power and we have seen in the 20th century so many examples of genocide and illegal illicit wars and i think you know we have to take our responsibility and we have to say no and i think you know we're getting to a point whereby that's getting uh, to be more and more difficult with the U.S. having five ongoing wars that we cannot win any of them, and they're all going to bankrupt us. And, you know, that's it. So I say burn the flag, uh, (laughs) and I say, you know, that's protected speech under the Constitution. It's time to hold our leaders accountable. Let's hold their feet to the flames.
0: I'd say you nailed it, Frank. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate hearing from you at 855-450-FREE. Sometimes I disagree with Frank. On that one, I didn't find much with which I could disagree.
1: Except... I don't have a leader.
0: Oh, Did he use the term leaders? He did.
1: Yeah, it was right at the end. Yeah, Yeah, the politicians are not my
0: leaders. I can say I
2: agree with Frank on all of that. Uh, One must always be critical of those who call themselves the government. And about existential responsibility, that's that's beautifully put. I mean, uh, I love that he's encouraging a a sense of ownership of one's actions. uh, I, I definitely think it's a more enjoyable life and uh, more satisfying and would lead to fewer
0: wars. Absolutely right. So, Derek, you wanted to comment on this idea of leaders being chosen by God. We were talking in the last hour about this scripture. What was it, Romans 13, you said, Michelle?
1: 13, verse 1, yeah.
0: Where uh, it essentially suggested that God has placed these people in charge, and that's why you must obey. Okay, well, I'm thinking that...
2: the people who write the good book are typically the leaders of the day. I, I don't think it's a long shot to presume that. They I'm were not certainly sure, educated
0: of, enough to be able to read and write, right. and that certainly put them ahead of most people. Right.
2: So I wasn't there, but I am guessing it was the leaders who wrote that. And they they are saying that they were chosen by God. Mm. So where's the incentive for them to write that? Oh, it's it's in the fact that they themselves are saying they're appointed by God. I mean, isn't it pretty obvious that they yeah. would put that in there just to be like, oh, by the way, everything we say is true, and God said so? Right.
0: I mean, the, the divine right of kings, or in this case, the divine right of government. I mean, ye- this essentially expands the idea of divine right of kings to include all political power. Right, but it's not the Old Testament
2: where it could have just been anyone who, who pretty much could pick up a pen and write it. The, Romans was written by Paul, was it not? Yes. Okay, so this is uh, Paul. He— he's either quoting someone from the old Testament um, or he's making it up himself. I I would say he's famous for starting several churches. So he's uh, a a leader. He's a power seeker.
0: Again, using Michelle's uh, point here, I don't like the idea of them being called leaders. These are people that just seek power over others. Mm -hmm. A power seeker is a better term. It's tragic that they've been called leaders and they're constantly referred to as leaders in popular culture, uh, on the news media. And so, Everybody kind of parrots that in the same way that a number of us still are using the term we – when they're referring to the government and they don't actually mean we like we're at war. No, no, I'm not at war and you're right. not at war. And those people aren't my leaders. And in no way, shape or form would I ever allow them to be. Not even Ron Paul is is my leader. I mean, I like what the guy says in a lot of cases. And I think he brings a lot of people to the ideas of liberty. But if Ron Paul told me to go and do something, I wouldn't do it because Ron Paul said it. He's not in charge of me. And even if he was elected, he still wouldn't be my leader.
1: I like leadership. I mean, I definitely um, follow... The leader in the Congo line when we're at, when I'm at a <laughs> dance party of Derek's, I also follow you know a lot of your leadership with um with uh, keen activism and community things here, Ian, because you've been here longer than me, and I look to you and. But that doesn't mean that I at, at any time I can opt out of that. Right, and you're that's critically dis- thinking yes. about
0: what leaders to follow and in what instances to follow yeah. those people. Or, to start out on your own and be on your own leader, and yeah. then invite people to follow and join in with what you're doing, the hallmark of a good leader is one who allows people to to you know to follow that person to put mm-hmm. the idea out and to uh, you know allow people to join on board and to set an example good leadership is about setting an example for other people to follow and politicians don't do that at all politicians just tell everybody what else to, what they think they should do and then they're, they're not in any way setting examples for people they're just trying to control them
1: you know there's a man named Chuck Baldwin who ran on the constitutional uh ticket 4 years ago for President Constitution Party Car- yes thank you Constitution Party and um, and he's a pastor and uh he has written um what what liberty libertarian Christians consider to be the best explanation of Romans thirteen and it's called the true meaning of Romans thirteen and you can find it on his website or what have you if you're really interested. So uh, we pretty much tapped out on the religious conversation?
0: Yes. Yes,
2: I would would say. (laughs)
0: Let's move to Occupy Wall Street. (laughs) Michelle, you just got back in from uh, New York City. You were there for a few days?
1: Yes, I went down Friday, got back last night.
0: And I mentioned this on the air last night, but you weren't able to step in last night. So I'm glad we have you here now. You said something about that it's falling apart. What's that
1: mean? I should say that it's at a precipice. You know what Mm. I mean? Like it could go kind of one way or the other falling apart it's it's like anything else that uh becomes big you know it's it requires, how does it get maintained how does it get maintained and how do you how do you uh come to a consensus which uh, occupy the occupation requires consensus in all decision making how do you require how do you have consensus when you have such a large group of people and it's getting harder um some people have radios. some don't uh the police confiscated the generators so there wasn't electricity and consequently people didn't have internet access. They were having a hard time, you know, finding um how to disseminate information, et cetera. There are a lot of occupiers that consider themselves occupiers but that aren't staying down at uh Zuccotti Park. Mm-hmm. Uh they're completely on board with everything, but they happen to already have a home in New York. Right. And so they're doing things like, you know, they're still contributing. They're there all day long. They're just not sleeping there. And, um, one friend of mine, uh, actually donated uh, the their use, the, the generator. So he's completely on board and, and, and participating, but he's not sleeping there. So how do you let him know if you have a meeting all of a sudden, you know, so it's, you know, communication, money, so you're, uh, what you're saying it's,
0: it's, it's more disorganized than, it feels more disorganized than before? Is that what you're
1: saying? Um, there is a lot of self-organizing that's taken place since then. There's just a lot of uh, uh, stress.
0: I see. Well, it has been going on a long time, so I can imagine it'd be stressful for people. 855 is the number here. 1-855-450-3733. You can share your thoughts about what you want. It's Free Talk Live.
5: Do you want to take back control of your own money? Then take a look at Bitcoin. Bitcoin is the world's first decentralized, anonymous internet currency. And it's gaining popularity every day. It's free to use, free to accept, and free from inflation forever. You can use Bitcoins anywhere in the world. To learn more, visit weusecoins.org. Your dollars are going down. Learn more about Bitcoins at weusecoins.org. That's weusecoins.org.
0: This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up anything you want. Dial in toll-free at 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. We've got lots of stuff there on the site, including mobile site. If you've got a smartphone, you can get quick access to our live streams and the podcast over at m as in mobile.freetalklive.com, m.freetalklive.com. Uh, coming up here later this week, a friend of ours, Bo Davis, will be in court again as he's been charged with uh, distributing some kind of a controlled substance, likely marijuana. Uh, he is facing felony charges as a result of that. And of course, the activist community is coming together in as much a way as possible to support him up here. Um, one of the ways you can support yourself is by learning about the court system. Because inevitably, as the government becomes more intrusive and oppressive, as it does over time, the odds of you having to go to court for something increase over time. The longer you're around, the longer the government keeps getting more intrusive, the more likely they're going to hit you with some kind of criminal charge at some point. And you're going to find yourself within the courtroom environment. And if you've never been in there before, it is it is in a very adversarial atmosphere. It is not a friendly place to be. And these people are trying to put you in a cage or extract money or obedience from you, and you need to know how to handle that. And so you can go to jurisdictionary.com, and you can get the course for people who don't have attorneys. It'll arm you with the information on how to use the court's rules. Because if you don't know how to do this stuff, you don't know how to file motions and go through all these jump through these hoops, you're just going to get run right over. Uh, it's a four-CD course, and it's so easy the average eighth grader can learn it in a weekend. There's all kinds of free stuff at Jurisdictionary.com to give you a taste of what you're going to get, like tips and tactics newsletters, the free legal dictionary, free videos. And, of course, you can buy the course. Use their pull-down menu when you check out to let them know you heard about it from Free Talk Live. That's Jurisdictionary.com, Jurisdictionary.com. As we uh, continue here... Michelle, you got back from uh, the Occupy Wall Street event uh, just a few days ago, yeah. and uh, what what else did you want to share from your experience down there?
1: Well, I'll tell you. Some it was your second time. Or? Yes, I was okay. down exactly a month ago. Uh, so I'll tell you what it what it's not. It is not a bunch of people sitting around getting high. It definitely is not that. If it was, I would have been in the middle of that,
3: <laughs>
1: and that was not happening. Um, I, at no time, this time or last, saw anyone intoxicated that was part of the occupation. Wow. Yeah. Now, they people may have been partying, but they weren't, it wasn't this big, like a 420 smoke out, mm-hmm. you know, look what we're doing. Not at all. Um, it also is not a bunch of people saying, government, give us a job. In fact, the GA, which is the General Assembly, um, had a, you know, basically a, a meeting and asked if the federal government was willing to employ all of you right now because that was proposed it was proposed that there would be a job for every single person right then and there that wanted a job it was completely unanimous they all said (laughs) screw the government we don't want a job from them
2: wow that's awesome
1: i know so that's another point um it uh there is basically half a million dollars in the coffer and there, uh and, and this goes along with why is it you know breaking down or, or things like that um, a month ago uh all the homeless people that were coming around were able to be fed anyone that wanted a meal could be fed well <laughs> after you know they were uh they were feeding people at $3000 a day um, and the money was going out very quickly someone said, whoa, wait a second. We need to have a criterion for who should get fed or not. Now, I think that's really great, actually. I'm, I'm liking that they're having those struggles because those are real social questions that we ask. I ask myself every day whether or not I should feed my soon to be 16 year old son who won't stack the cord of wood that is out in front of the house that I've told him to stack. You know what I mean? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, so you have to go through those questions and, um, and so they're trying to figure out, okay, well, are they going to, are they going to have a currency? And the funny thing is I, I went out to dinner with like 15 people who are kind of in charge of some things or they're contributing and whatever. And, and um, when they were telling me about the problem with the food, I said, well, why don't you, create a currency, hadn't even occurred to them.
2: Well, isn't that amazing? Because the, the question for everybody, whether you're um, allocating half a million dollars or just running your everyday life, is how do you allocor- allocate scarce resources, right? Exactly.
1: So, and that's the question they were asking, is scarcity, um, is scarcity a matter of a necessary component of value? Or not. So I really appreciate that they're asking these philosophical, fundamental questions and not just repeating a fiat currency and replicating.
0: So I'm glad that you were there, right? I mean, because you were able to put that idea forth. Whether they end up running with it's another question, but at least you got the idea out into discussion that otherwise would not have perhaps been brought up. It hadn't been. Which is Mm -hmm. why I think it's so valuable to have liberty-minded people at these. Derek was asking me earlier off the air, why are you going to these? Because I'm going to the Occupy Keen thing Mm -hmm. uh, in town. And my explanation is to to add whatever value I can to this. I, I see it as you know, a group of people that is very upset with the status quo. And while I may not agree on every single issue, I don't agree on every single issue with everyone sitting in this room necessarily. Uh, while I may not agree on a, a lot of the issues that, that, you know, that they may be interested in promoting, I think that overall it's it's a – It's a group of folks that's ripe for new ideas. Absolutely. And and if we can be the ones to provide ideas they've never even heard of before, Mm -hmm. then that's going to be an ideal time for them to encounter those Mm -hmm. and perhaps absorb them. Maybe some of them will ignore them, but others will listen Mm -hmm. and they want those ideas. They'll consider them. And before you know it, you'll have a larger liberty community coming out of uh, the Occupy Wall Street movement. And I think that's... That's a good thing. I think it's an it ideal time to, to bring people on board with the ideas of freedom. Absolutely.
1: And so the thing that made me most excited was when, you know, at the end of this dinner, there was a, a a one young man, Isaac, who he and I had kind of been going back and forth, not in an antagonistic sort of way, but definitely a heated, you know, discussion. I wouldn't even call it an argument about um, agorism and, and voluntarism. not really using those words at the time, but basically... You know, when you say no and what you're willing to contribute to and what you're if there's a social contract, et cetera. And um, at the end of it, he, you know, asked, he shook my hand and he said, would you be interested and willing to get a hold of some of your friends who believe like you do and come down and teach us? what a humble totally totally humble this was not some arrogant little college kid who's like i've got all the ideas i did meet one person like that Mm. and he was a real jerk and i talked to him for about a half an hour and then i went what am i doing and i walked away really kind of discouraged and 10 people came up to me and said i just heard you talking to that guy can you please explain that more So, you know, not necessarily the one person you're talking to is going to, you know, there's going to be a difference. But yeah, I do think I had at least 30 people specifically say, would you come teach voluntarism and agorism and what it is that, that you all are doing? Because it sounds really great and it sounds moral well thank
2: goodness there is a group of people who are willing to live out their principles you know whatever they are they're willing to take a shot and live out their principles see if they will work um plus with all the socialists the scarce resources aren't being allocated uh with any reasonable uh way other than need which leads to shortages and um just wanted to say that uh there are a lot of people who are taking the food who aren't contributing any value, um, and That'll hopefully the, they will learn their lesson.
0: There's more coming up here at 855-450-FREE. Thanks, Michelle. Good having you on. It's free Talk Live.
8: My name is Jacob Hornberger. I'm president of the Future of Freedom Foundation, which Congressman Ron Paul awarded for having an outstanding freedom website. Write us at FFF at org, and we'll send you a free three-month subscription to our monthly journal of libertarian essays and our booklet, Economic Liberty in the Constitution, which George Mason University economics professor Walter Williams praised in a recent column. That's FFF at org.
0: This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and bring up whatever's on your mind. 855-450 is the number. It's brought to you by SACL CAI, 1855-450-3733. And here tonight it's Ian. And Derek. And we'll continue taking your phone calls about what you want. Also, I want to remind you that uh now is a good time, anytime's a good time, to get prepared for what could be yeah, perhaps a nasty uh, things coming around the corner like food shortages, inflation, unemployment, natural disasters. People are concerned about these things, and if you want to have peace of mind, it helps to... Have some food in the basement or some food in storage in the pantry or something like that. And wisefoodstorage.com can help you with that. They offer delicious ready-made meals like cheesy lasagna and savory stroganoff that are packaged for freshness in individual metal mylar pouches and carry a 25-year shelf life. You can prepare them in just minutes simply by adding boiling water. Visit wisefoodstorage.com. Or call 855-FOODWISE today. You can get a free entree sample and 10% off of any order if you use our promo code. For a limited time during the holidays, you can use code FTL to get no-cost shipping and 10% off over at WiseFoodStorage.com. Call 855-FOODWISE. That's 855-FOODWISE. WiseFoodStorage.com. Code FTL for free shipping and 10% off any order. Peace of mind. It's the greatest gift you can give to the ones that you love this uh, these, this holiday season. Let's go to William listening in Dallas. Uh, William, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Derek J. Hey,
9: Ian and Derek. How are you guys doing?
0: Great. What's on your mind, William?
9: Uh, I was going to say, I was watching the uh, the cam, and uh, Michelle must be either very persuasive or very hot or both uh, to persuade that many people uh, or have people ask her that many questions. That's cool.
0: She is both.
9: She okay. so both. anyway, yeah.
0: Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> it's just saying she is both. It does help to have persuasive, attractive women in the uh, the liberty movement, and we certainly need more of them. Yeah. And gay drunk. gay guys too for for Derek. <laughs> and gay women. All right. For Buzz. <laughs> <laughs> it's a small movement thus far but uh you know we we definitely need to have people of all sorts and uh cer- certainly people that aren't uh, white male straight white straight males tend to be the majority of the liberty movement and that needs to change and i think i've seen that changing in new hampshire with the free state project uh, th- the porcupine freedom festival has become more diverse over the years and i really am excited to see that happening right william
2: I, I do hear your your message it it sounds like uh, people are more eager to listen to a new message from someone they wouldn't expect it from. Uh, so, like, from a, a hot woman hearing uh, the ideas of liberty, that, that is uh, really exciting to a lot of people.
9: Yeah, and she might, it's probably more than that. You know, she must have a good way of conversa- uh, conversing. You know, I heard she was pretty persuasive with the judge about her. Uh, is this the same one that has the, uh, the registration tickets and whatnot? Yeah, she's got the several. Same. Yes, yes. Um, so she must uh, not must be more than more than just good looking. Uh, she must be pretty smart or a good communicator.
0: So what else was on your mind tonight, William?
9: Yeah. Anyway, um, I saw a thing on the uh, cop block. Uh, I'm friends with them on Facebook, mm-hmm. and uh, they posted a picture today I thought was funny. It's a picture of George Bush. Have you seen it?
0: I don't know. Please describe for everyone who hasn't.
9: Okay, it's her. Uh, there's a little short quotation, and I'll read it to you. This is, I guess, this is what George said. They hate our freedoms, our, re- our freedom of religion, our freedom of speech, our freedom to vote and assemble and disagree with each other, says George Bush, 2001. Anyway, then below that, somebody put in the caption. So I took away those freedoms so they won't hate us anymore. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that is pretty good.
9: Yeah, I wanted to put below that, you know, because I put things like this on my Facebook and all the time, and I hardly ever get a reaction. Anyway, I wanted to say, if you're not aware of that, you're not, you're not watching the news, or, or uh, you're not paying attention to... Uh, you're not watching the news or uh, driving down the interstate or flying, you know, uh, but that's pretty much it.
0: Welcome. Thank, or thank you, uh, William. I appreciate uh, the call uh, tonight. 855 450 free 450 3733
2: And about those comments about Michelle earlier being a smart communicator, I, I don't want to put words in her mouth, but I, I would say that it helps to keep the moral high ground by holding oneself to a higher standard of etiquette than is required by the court. Which Michelle does gracefully,
0: one eight five five four fifty free is the phone number here tonight. In other Occupy news, since we were talking about it before, it looks like the uh, according to let's see, this is WPIX. It's a television station there in New York City. A small group of demonstrators has plans to up the ante when it comes to Occupy Wall Street. They're planning to depart from Lower Manhattan's Park and head toward the nation's capital. On foot, the group plans to kick off a two-week, 240-mile march at noon on Wednesday when dozens will leave the park and make their way to Washington, D.C. According to the march's organizer, Kelly Brannon, she said the group will most likely grow as it moves south as they plan on picking up supporters along the way. The goal, she says, is to reach Washington by November 23rd, which is the deadline for a congressional committee to decide whether to uphold Barack Obama's extension of Bush-era tax cuts. So not exactly anything Ugh. that is a significant message uh, on their part, but uh, that's uh, that's a pretty big project, the idea of walking from New York City to, uh, to Washington, D.C.
2: I think it is so cool that people would march uh, – like – physically bring their numbers down um almost like a battle marching line you know you have Mm -hmm. the the people who play the drums as they march on down i I think that would be a really cool message just uh visually but to carry the message that uh they want to be there to support ending tax cuts is that that what they're they're trying to do that's, I mean, what a waste. <laughs> if, yeah. In my opinion, I, I feel like they could uh, stand up against war or yeah, there stand definitely up against aggression some... against peaceful people. Or...
0: Absolutely. There are definitely some really icky things with uh, some of the, the viewpoints of some of the pro- you know people that are protesting and involved in, in Occupy Wall Street. And that's certainly one of those distasteful things. Like, I wouldn't want to involve myself in that particular event. Uh, I, would, I would go if they were calling for the end of Washington, D.C. Let's, you know, let's cut Washington, D.C. entirely. And uh, and and like you said, end the war, which is why I was surprised tonight at the uh, the general assembly that I attended. There was discussion, and you weren't there for this, Derek, but there was discussion about the American flag brought up tonight at the general assembly. And some people were, you know, talking about well, we need to get an American flag out to these these uh, protests that we're having because they're here in Keene. They're having them every single day. Why? And there were a big gr- there was a big group of liberty lovers at this particular GA, which is why I think it's important to have liberty minded people at these events so you can influence the directions that, that things go and, and get the ideas of freedom out because most people have never questioned the idea of the flag. They've never even thought about you know what it really symbolizes. And and most of the folks that I think were in favor of the flag would probably also have been against the, the war in Iraq and would be against uh, the military-industrial complex were you to actually dig into that issue and, and have a conversation about it. And I think so I think that's one of the reasons why it's, it's important to be there. But it was surprising to me to have you know, so many people who should be critical of uh, the, the federal government still embracing its symbol the ultimate symbol of federal power
2: so do you think it's just the indoctrination from I think so. public school where they were made to stand and rec- recite a saying a right. little prayer to
0: the flag one of them actually mentioned something about how that the you know the flag unites us and brings Ew. us together and i just This is also somebody who, you know, coming from a leftist perspective, who is most of the people in kind of that's the perspective of Occupy. The Occupy movement is more of a leftist tinged movement. Uh, You would think that. If you said something like, well, I support human beings being together without division because flags divide people. They, don't, they were saying yeah, they bring us, us together, but that's only the idea of the people on one particular landmass or one arbitrary set of political boundaries. I see myself as a human being, and I would want to be close to all other human beings regardless of what particular landmass they were born on, and, and those flags – Divide people and they give people just arbitrary reasons to look differently at other human beings. And I think it's a real problem. And I think that if you are somebody who is uh, of the perspective of you know coming from the left, that that message would resonate. But if there's no one around to bring that message out when these ideas come up, then it's – they're just gonna keep going off in their socialist direction, but if, if we have the chance to bring the idea of voluntarism and peaceful human consensual interaction into this into these discussions, I find that to be worth my while. I think we can all be
2: united in that we're human and we are alive at the same time and we can all smile.
0: And peaceful humans don't belong in cages as well. Who could disagree with that? one eight five five four fifty free is the toll free number here. You can bring up whatever's on your mind, take control of the airwaves. It is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll free and bring up anything you want. The number for you, 855 450 Free. That's 1 450 3733. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, so enjoy those. And if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, Shop with us. Go to shop.freetalklive.com. You can click into uh, the links there at the top. You'll see different Amazon links for different countries. So click in the appropriate Amazon link for you and then just get your shopping done. Whatever it is that you're looking to buy, uh, you can get it likely through Amazon. But when you start your shopping experience through shop.freetalklive.com, Amazon cuts Free Talk Live a portion of the purchase price. So whatever it is you need to order, go through shop.freetalklive.com. It helps us out. And thank you in advance for doing that. So one of the things that I wouldn't recommend that you buy through Amazon is an e-cigarette because we've got a great sponsor on board with this program, Vaporsmiths. You can go to Vaporsmiths.com or call 855-2-GET-VAPOR and learn more about the amazing little device that Derek has in his hands right now. If you're watching the cam, you can see him uh, vaping away on what appears to be a menthol Uh, version of the Vaporsmiths, a menthol cartomizer. How is that uh, over there, Derek? Are you enjoying it? You've got a big smile on your face. It is divine. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's great, too. I had mine out earlier, and I had to plug it into the charger because I'm not somebody who is like a constant daily i have to use it sort of thing like i just use it for fun because i like to blow vapor rings with it and taste Mine the have flavor always
2: been charged it has never been a problem
0: do you plug it in on a nightly basis or something i, I just say. alternate
2: whichever one i use per day there you go because you
0: get two with the starter kit you
2: get two with the starter kit so you can just use one for the first day leave the other charging and just alternate every day perfect
0: and it lasts for the whole day lasts for you. all day And you—you actually were talking about how you've cut down because you—you still are smoking an occasional cigarette. So, how many cigarettes was uh, were you smoking prior to the e-cigarette? And what is it at now? I was smoking a
2: pack a day. Twenty, twenty cigarettes. Twenty cigarettes. That's a lot of damn cigarettes, right? And I found the time to smoke all of them. Wow. And now I only find the time to smoke one. One down from twenty to one. Twenty to one, and that was is it like a nightcap it was kind almost of thing. Instantly, what? yeah. It's either in the morning or at night. Really, it's like yeah. It's almost never in the middle of the day because huh. when I'm. In the middle of the day, I'm working, I'm busy, and I just carry around this e-cig. I can carry it into buildings, City Hall, do my business there.
0: I had mine at the jail the other day when I went to visit
2: (laughs) Exactly. So you can take it everywhere. It's really, uh, I get addicted to the
0: convenience. And it's healthier as well, by the way. Uh, 22,000 times healthier. You don't get the smell. You don't have to deal with uh, your curtains going yellow and dealing with all the nastiness that is uh, applicable to cigarettes. And uh, cigarette mouth, you don't have to deal with that either. Uh, Plus, you get a free starter kit when you buy 40 cartomizers or more. Just use coupon code FTL to get that. Plus, free shipping on all orders over $60. So... There's like no reason not to do this. If you're a cigarette smoker and you're tired of smoking cigarettes and you want to move to something healthier, this is the choice. Plus, you get the different uh, cardamizers and different levels of intensity of the nicotine. You're using full uh, full flavor, right? Or full nicotine? I, I am, yes. I've got the ultralights uh, on board, and there's a, I guess there's a mid-step in between there. So you can actually, if you want to get yourself off nicotine, this is a great way to do it because you can just step yourself down over time. You can still use the, the vaporizer as much as you want, but if you're using... Full versus ultralight, it's going to be a different level of nicotine. So you can wean yourself off if you want to.
2: And if you don't want to quit and would like to continue but in a healthier way, that's, just a, save that's money. another
0: great option. Yeah, yeah,
2: you'll just save money.
0: So go to com or call 855 to get vapor. As we continue here, uh, Derek, you'd wanted to talk about, I guess, sterilization. And uh, North Carolina, was it, where they were sterilizing people and got caught or admitted it and, and now they're trying to make good? Oh, they weren't trying to hide it. It was the law. From,
2: Tell me about this. From 1929 to 1974, 7,600 people were sterilized in North Carolina, wow. involuntarily. And men and women? Men and women, yep. Yeah. Uh, although a majority were women, uh, 85% were women, and uh, 40% were non-white. I found that interesting because uh, I think that, um, you know, Obviously, most of the population of North Carolina is white, um, mm-hmm. more than 60%. So it looks like uh, They're minorities They're disproportionately were, targeting minorities. Yeah, minorities were targeted during uh, this time of sterilization. So what now, was the
0: idea? They were sterilizing people if they were criminals or something? Like, What, what was the criteria for this?
2: You know, they uh, had a board. Uh, they had a board of five people um, who determined whether or not a person should... Be able to have children, and wow, that's scary yeah, so their criteria was um Typically, whether or not the person was mentally fit or, mm. or like, mentally prepared to have a kid. Um, so this this article that I'm reading from comes from MSNBC, and um, the the headline uh, just says the victims speak out about uh, the North Carolina sterilization program. But the the real headline here is Elaine Riddick, uh, who was sterilized when she was just 13 years old in uh, her hometown of Windfall, uh, North Carolina. Now she. She had been raped um, and that's a tragedy but when she went to the hospital um, she didn't even know that she had been sterilized when she woke up she had bandages on her stomach they did not even tell her that, that this had happened she had to find out years later um what do they tell her a when, lie like we took a
0: cyst out or something like that like
2: i guess she didn't ask and huh. she or somehow she just didn't know thought yeah. it might have been part of the procedure gosh she's only 13 giving birth so right. it must be new for her so when she was 19 she uh eventually went to a doctor the doctor uh told her she had been butchered mm-hmm. and those were his words um and explained that yeah she, she had had her tubes tied looked f- into it further into her medical records and documentation and everything and it said that yeah she um the five person board had determined that she was mentally unfit oh man at 13 they they called her retarded and she has you know gone to college she really? had well she has now yeah if, when she was 13 she hadn't but um she's raised her son that she was able to have but I mean, it is outrageous to me that this religion, the, the state, thinks that it is so almighty that five people can determine for thousands of others whether or not they can have children. That's horrifying. I mean to take away that sort of option from a person, that's worse than the rape that that she endured. I mean, rape it it's bad, but it happens once it's and over. you can move on. Yeah. This they permanently damaged her body. Yeah, that's sick. I, I and there are and thousands 7, others like her. Plus more. So she has sued the and state. And this is just North Carolina. That's just one state. And the the policy was enacted from 1929 to 1974. Mm-hmm. Now 1974 is when they got rid of the board, but it is not when they got rid of the sterilization law,
0: hmm.
2: which was in 2003. Just just not even it's hard 10 to years ago we're in the
0: 21st century.
2: It's amazing. So the governor of North Carolina wants the victims to be compensated. She's recommending something like twenty to fifty thousand dollars.
0: So what they're going to do is they're going to take that money out of the five people that were on the board, right? They're going to go after those oh, five. yeah, people. yeah, right. Oh wait, no, they're not going
2: to do that. No, they? they're they're going to put the taxpayer Taxpayers. on the hook and say, "Oops, sorry, um, there were these people who messed up in the past, and now you're going to have to pay for it." Right.
0: It's because the state agents and the state actors, the people that are the, the call themselves the state, are almost never held individually responsible for any lives they destroy or any anybody's life they damage. Almost never.
2: Right, which is why I thought it was kind of amazing that she sued the state of North Carolina rather than those individuals. I'm not sure if because it's uh, a matter of acting, public record.
0: Well, it, you can't usually go after them because typically you'll get uh, the case will be just thrown right out on its butt. And the judge will say you don't have any standing to sue this person. They were, they were acting as uh, an officer of the state and in their official capacity, they can't be sued because they have uh, qualified immunity. Let's go to Rick. He's on the line in Pennsylvania. Rick, you're on Free Talk Live with the In and Derek J.
9: Hey guys, how's it going?
0: Hey Rick, go hey. ahead with your thoughts. Uh,
9: I just wanted to say that um, about some of this uh, sterilization nonsense. Uh, this this goes back to the. Uh, late
7: 1800s with the eugenics uh, movement. Uh, I actually have, uh, if if you have an email address, I I have a paper that I personally compiled that goes back to 1904-ish with the Davenports and the Cold Springs Harbor Research Facility, and it details from there all the way up through to 2009
6: these things are still happening in America on American soil to American citizens.
0: You know what you might want to do is post that over on the uh, Free Talk Live BBS. That'd be a great place to do it because then you wouldn't just be emailing Derek or I. You'd be you'd be posting it to where everyone could could grab that.
7: All right, uh, and uh, I the other thing I'd like to say is uh, I'd like to encourage people to. Uh, change their voter registration and vote for ron paul in the primary I'm, i was a libertarian i'm
9: actually filling my paper right, right now after i voted
7: you know I what I, I think that's a fine
0: idea but unfortunately it's too late here in new hampshire i can't do it i'm, I'm, I'm registered Wait, really? as a democrat and uh there's like a 90-day window before the general election if you, tr- you can't change your voter registration in 90 days oh. but in new hampshire you can register to vote on the same day as the election so anyone who's not registered to vote could go in and uh, and do that and but not a bad suggestion for the rest of the country who probably has a little ways to go before they get to their primary thanks Rick for the call more
1: Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nestle Tollhouse Refrigerated Cookie Dough. Who would you bake some love for? Find fun and easy baking ideas at Tollhouse.com. Kids love doing arts and crafts projects, especially when you join in. Try channeling all that artistic energy into the kitchen and bake up some creative treats together. Think of your art supplies as the frosting, sprinkles and decorating gels and use cookies or cupcakes as your canvas. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday.
0: This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Just dial in via the toll-free number brought to you by SACL CAI. That number is 855-450-FREE. Once again, 855-450-3733. Here with you this evening, it's Ian and Derek J and we're inviting you over to our website where you actually control the content of the site you find something online you think's interesting you post it over at freetalklive.com other listeners can vote as to whether or not they like or dislike your suggestion and you get to vote on things as well and the most voted up make it to the front page and the top of the site so see it for yourself, get involved, get interactive, and do it for free over at freetalklive.com. In fact, uh, Derek, Jay, the story you're discussing right now happens to be the top story on freetalklive.com. I don't know if that's where you saw it first. This is uh, Free Talk Life broke the news to me. Excellent! It's good. It's a it's a great location to go to get some of the uh, the most interesting liberty oriented news or news of interest to liberty oriented people uh, because it's our listeners that decide what's important and they put it up there and right there. North Carolina sterilization program at the top. Uh, below that, Oakland police officer covered his name tag called out by an individual, so go there and get interactive freetalklive dot com that 's what we were just talking about for those of you just tuning in this hour uh, at the end of the last hour, you were telling us about a program in North Carolina that had gone on for decades and had affected the lives and the bodies of over seven thousand human beings and what this program was, is my understanding correct me if i 'm wrong, was this this five person board, uh, basically a eugenics board. Stepping in, involving themselves in people's lives, and saying, We've decided that you should not be able to have babies. Maybe that's, that's you, right. Maybe you're a little on the dumb side, or maybe you were raped, or, or I don't know what their rationale was for half of these things, but they basically determined for some arbitrary reason that you aren't ab- we don't think you can have babies, so we're going to prevent you from having babies by tying your tubes or giving you a vasectomy or, because it was both men and women, but mostly women that they, they were targeting. And a good portion of them were non-white, so it seems like it was disproportionately uh, targeting minorities as well. But Tell me more. Well, the the case of the woman,
2: Mrs. Riddick, um, her records revealed that a five-person state eugenics board uh, over in Raleigh had approved the recommendation that she be sterilized. Now, um, her records reported her as being, quote, feeble-minded and promiscuous. And they also made references to her schoolwork being poor and saying that she didn't get along well with others. She was 13 when this happened. Yeah. So they were referencing her you know, elementary and high school, uh, like junior high school uh, work and um, how she got along with others. As if that is some sort of indication of whether or not a person would adequately be able to raise a child sometime in the future. It's it's just amazing. And I don't know anyone who says the government never does wrong, uh, but I think this is uh, one case where folks who tend to think the government is there to help people uh, should really get a wake up call.
0: Yeah. Pay attention to this one.
2: Yeah. I mean, this was going on for decades. This was the norm. And North Carolina was just one of 31 states who had Mm -hmm. a state eugenics program.
0: Are they all gone now, or is it possible that one of these things is still operating?
2: I'm not an expert, so I I won't make a claim either way, but I know that... um, I
0: wouldn't be surprised if somewhere out there there was still some board of uh, know-it-alls meeting and determining that they're going to tie somebody's tubes. Well, I know that they got rid of the the board
2: making decisions uh, in 74 in North Carolina, Mm -hmm. so I would assume if they had the steam to do that... um, back in the seventies that all the state uh, eugenics programs are now wiped. But I would be careful uh, to say that be careful not to say that they're all gone because I think that they operate now under federally funded programs uh, like Planned Parenthood um, where people can uh, get a recommendation to have their tubes tied but I don't think it would be done in secret. I don't think that uh someone would involuntarily have their tubes well, that, tied. Well,
0: that's what we're talking. About. It's one thing to recommend some something to someone and it's a whole other thing to force them under a knife. Right? Yeah, uh, absolutely. So that this is a a woman who had just woken up and
2: realized that her tubes had been tied while she was Surprise! out. Surprise. Yeah. So no more uh, opportunities to have kids.
0: Now they're talking about taking taxpayer dollars and giving thousands upon thousands of taxpayer dollars to these folks, right? That's
2: right. The uh, governor, who was one of the people she claims um, to have eradicated this program from North Carolina, she wants to find uh, peace with these victims and, and compensate them. She says that it's impossible to compensate them fully, which is obvious. Of course. But that money should play a part in it and you know who who's going to argue with that money is going to help uh, make it feel a little bit better but
0: in an ideal world uh, I, I mean i agree with her that money is going to help but i think in an ideal world that money should come from the doctor who followed the order to or the nurse or whoever was involved in actually doing the operation and the five-person board that uh, that made the decision to make that operation happen but we don't live in that world so right. the taxpayers will
2: put the bill it's It's absurd to me that uh the Governor thinks that this is a solution um well, what would, else can you do? I mean, what would you suggest? Well, you can't hand people stolen money and I mean that's might make them feel better but it, it's it's immoral, so I don't think it's going to solve the problem it's it's a you know it's a band aid on a, a gaping wound right well, so,
0: I see where you're coming from uh but given that. Things are the way they are and the system is you know how it is and people believe in it as much as they do don't you think it makes sense that the you know the the state has all this money they've already stolen it so not necessarily going to spend it on something is it so bad that they spend it on restituting the victims of the state violence in this case
2: uh yeah if that were the sole goal of the state's spending and until it totally uh was eradicated and went bankrupt and just uh didn't steal money from people if if their only goal was to um compensate those who have been hurt by state violence i think that would be admirable but i i really don't see this as as helping um i I think it's going to have a higher cost to the taxpayers than it's going to be worth for any of the victims
0: you think that tax, taxes will be raised as a result of this? Is that what you're saying?
2: Yes, I, I do. I don't think that... Suppose the, it's possible. Right. I don't think that the state already has a fund for uh, giving tens of thousands of dollars to 2,000 people each. Are there that many that are still alive? 2, yeah, 2,000 of them are still alive. One of them is suing for a million dollars. So the state doesn't have that kind of money, and it's they not like it'll fix the problem. It's not going to make those people... Uh, able to procreate
0: that's true it won't make them whole again that much is true uh but it's the the best they could do is say
2: they're sorry and admit that the state is an organization based on violence and and tell people hey if you really don't like the state if if you're upset that we tied your tubes renounce us all together because we're a bunch (laughs) of (laughs) criminal thugs I mean, oh, they'd you be are a, a dreamer. they should be honest about it. That, <laughs> that would be the closest thing to restitution. It, yeah. It's it's not like, oh, okay, well, we're the mob, but we're just going to give you some money. Uh, that's that's going to shut them up for a little while, but it, it doesn't fix the real problem. Focus yeah. on the state violence.
0: Yeah, I get where you're coming from. Of course, we're talking about this this people calling themselves the state, and unfortunately, they're not very likely to do you know what you're suggesting. And I think that if you look at the way this you know the people calling themselves the state violate other human beings. For instance look at uh, people that have been on death row for years and then were released based on perhaps some DNA evidence or some new testimony or they they end up catching the real guy or whatever there've been different stories over the last few decades where we know that people have been on death row been completely exonerated after they've been sitting there rotting for 10, 15, 5 years however long. I mean these people have had years and years of their lives ripped away from them. As much as I'm against taxation, I am. I I think that it's wrong to just have that person walk out of jail. I think that they deserve some kind of restitution. Ultimately, I think that the restitution should come from the state agents that caused the problem in the first place. But again, we're not there yet. Those ideas haven't been proposed. They're They're not taken seriously. And until then, it's – it is the case that the state does have a lot of money. I mean, there are states that are having more trouble than others, but there's usually something out there in the you know in the way of assets, like buildings and cars. and they, So, like, they have retirement funds, they have investments. State governments and local governments take taxpayer money and invest it. I don't know if you're aware of this, but they have there the Comprehensive Annual Financial Reports, which, which list all of the various different investments they have. So there's money that they have in the budget, and then there's money that they have outside of the budget that nobody ever talks about and there's a lot more of it outside of the budget more coming up this is free talk live become a free talk live amplifier for just three dollars per month you'll get perks and you'll help us free more minds worldwide visit amp.freetalklive.com zero This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Just dial in toll-free at 855 450 450 3733 Tonight with you, it's Ian. And Derek J, And we invite you online over at freetalklive.com. We've got the Shrine of Female Listeners with dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing their listeners of this program. Go to shrine.freetalklive.com. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. And if you are a lady listener, you can get details on how to become part of the Shrine there at shrine.freetalklive.com. Bitcoins are the world's first free market, peer-to-peer digital cash. They can be used anywhere in the world without needing permission from any government or corporation. You just download the Bitcoin program. And you don't even have to use that. There are web services, but I recommend the the Bitcoin program. And there's details over at weusecoins.com. Uh, but they can't be counterfeited, they can't be inflated, and you can now get them with the credit card or PayPal. Memory Dealers is making it easy. They're proud to offer physical Bitcoins you can actually hold in your hands and can be transferred back in a normal digital form at any time. They make great conversation starters at Christmas gifts, so you can be part of the currency that's transforming the world. Start by going to MemoryDealers.com to get your Bitcoins there. That's MemoryDealers.com. Uh, now, I know, Derek, you wanted to say a few more words about restitution.
2: Yes. Uh, you were saying before we went on the last break that people walking out of jail should get restitution from the people who are responsible for the wrongdoing. Like the prosecutor. Right. And and I agree with you. Uh, but um, in the absence of that scenario, you're saying that the state could give them money and that would be a, a nice gesture right
0: i think that this you know the, the people calling themselves the state have a bunch of money already and i would rather see it go to somebody getting out of jail or somebody who'd had their uh, their tubes tied against their will than say sending it off to a war somewhere
2: yeah, well I I definitely hear that. Um but I want to propose another option All is right. is that you know the victims receiving money would help definitely. So but I think it would be better if it came from a liberty organization let's say that worked to help uh heal people harmed by state violence rather than the state mob itself. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So uh, you know that's like the state mafia putting a hit on someone and then giving the grieving family some dough. like Screw them and their money. Renounce them. They're just paying you off to shut up about how evil they are. They haven't changed, and they're still hurting people. So if a liberty organization were to spread the word that the state is harmful and that they are working to make People whole who are victims of state violence oh, that'd be awesome yeah i think that would turn a lot of people onto liberty and make them feel like they have support
0: from peaceful people boy we would need like uh some people with some money to end up doing something like that though right i mean because there's so many victims of state violence out there well we there just... are so
2: many victims but i mean start with high profile ones uh, like the, you know something like this woman she got publicity and taking a million dollars from taxpayers isn't ethical so but an organization donating a million dollars to her. I think that's, there's nothing wrong with that. And it gives a lot of attention to the harm that the state has done to peaceful people.
0: Let's go to you and your thoughts. We've uh, got Jonathan on the line listening in all the way over in Australia. Jonathan, you're on Free Talk Live.
10: Ian, Derek, how are you doing?
0: Hello. Great. What's on your mind tonight?
10: Um, I think almost my thoughts have been kind of uh, presented um, Particular, the comment about uh, the state being like the mob, and I've just the point I'd like to make is that you can't a protection racket cannot compensate its its uh, victims because everybody apart from those that are in on the racket is everybody else is a uh, victim of the protection racket. So the only way that the racket could in any way compensate. so-called compensated victims, is for it to simply go away. Um, and so I, I really would like you guys, when you talk about the state, is to to accentuate the point that the state is nothing but a protection racket and and that uh, you cannot compensate people, no matter how high-profile their um, inj- the injustices might be, but everybody, every taxpayer is a victim of the protection racket.
0: Oh no doubt. I mean, they not. A, there's no dollars that the state has, or at least the, the the states. I mean, the federal government can print as many as they want, but there's no dollars that the uh, the state has that uh, hasn't been stolen first, that hasn't been extracted by the threat of violence, other peaceful human beings. So I I totally understand your your position, and it makes a lot of sense. Unfortunately, they aren't going away anytime soon, and the reason for that is because people believe in it. If people stopped believing in the state. Which is nothing more than human beings aggressing against other human beings. They just, you know, put all this window dressing on it, this pomp and circumstance and robes and uh, all manner of weird, bizarre rituals, uh, all rise and, you know, all kinds of nonsense. Uh, they, you know, that they, they put around the violence to essentially shield people from seeing what it really is to uh, to cloak the state in this uh, aura of legitimacy to prevent people who otherwise would be very upset at a criminal gang robbing them and their neighbors. They've managed to very effectively over the years to paint themselves as not a criminal gang, as something different, as something unique, something special. And we need to rip away that, uh, that veneer, that aura of legitimacy from the state. And I think that's one of the reasons why getting liberty lovers together in the same place is so important. We were talking the other night about doing uh, some like street theater or skits, uh, bringing comedy into it, because I think that the more that you can encourage people to laugh at the state, the better off we who love liberty will be, because if people can see the state as a joke instead of seeing it as a dangerous uh, thing to be taken seriously, and it is dangerous, but uh, the people, if you can laugh at danger, that does a lot to, uh, to make it shrink. Don't you think, Jonathan?
10: Uh, yeah i i agree with that um definitely definitely i agree with that um, but uh I guess you have to recognize that uh all protection rackets i mean you think of the mob the, the only reason why why the mob kind of so called went away or at least was uh, was um, hobbled is is that another protection racket the state um wasn't happy about the the competition and and squashed it.
0: Well, I mean, the state has, uh, over the years, arrested members of the mob, but they haven't gone away. Jonathan, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. At 855-450-FREE, let's continue with Jeff listening in Ohio to XM Satellite Radio. Hey, Jeff. Hi.
11: Talking about the state, I've been hauling meat for 36 years in the United States. What Always impressed is if you had 20 people get bloody diarrhea in San Diego, California, they're able to track within 24 to 48 hours after occurrence and after discovery where it was produced, what truck line had it, what box number, fast number, et cetera. uh, And there's one word to uh, to, to tell you why that happened called regulation. Uh, And who regulates? If you guess the state, ah, you guess right. Uh, so, if you drive a car and the front tires fall off the damn thing, uh, the car will be recalled. Who recalls the car? The
2: state. So are you suggesting, Jeff, that in the absence of the state there would be no regulation? Oh,
11: be, oh, buddy, I could tell you. If you've got to come out eight or nine hours for me to tell you stories of the things I've seen over the years, I won't eat chicken because of what I've seen. There are certain <laughs> commodities I won't eat.
2: Is and that because the that state regulates the them so poorly?
11: That's right. So they you're, pay
0: them off. So, you, so, wait, so you're advocating what?
11: Very heavy regulation. I mean, uh, you watch the financial system in this country collapse, and the reason why it did is because it was not regulated properly. I'll tell you what, well, if you'll main. stick
0: with us, Jeff, I'd love to get more into this with you. Can you hang on?
11: Yeah, sure, man. I'm, I'm, I got a lot of
0: frozen. On. I'd love to, to hear from, more from Jeff as to why it is that regulation will make the world better. one free You can take control of the airwaves. I think he is absolutely the opposite from the truth. We'll find out though in a moment. It's Free Talk Live.
1: This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com.
0: This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want and dial in toll-free at 855-453. That's 1-855-450-3733. And you can join us On our website at freetalklive.com, we give you the features for free. So enjoy those, including news updates. You get signed up and we'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. You can follow us via email, Twitter, Facebook, whatever works best for you. It's all free over at news.freetalklive.com. That's news.freetalklive.com. Head on over there and get signed up. Also, get signed up if you love liberty, that is, if you Uh, Are of the viewpoint that government needs to get more involved in our life, you don't have to listen to this next uh, pitch. Uh, But if you love freedom, you should come to New Hampshire, not just as part of the Free State Project, but come up for the Liberty Forum. Maybe you can't move for uh, the Free State Project anytime soon. That doesn't mean you can't come here on a vacation. Come on up for uh, February 23rd through the 26th. It's the Free State Project's Liberty Forum happening in the uh, wonderful Nashua Crown Plaza Hotel. I've been there a number of times in the past. Free Talk Live always is broadcasting live from the Liberty Forum. So, Derek, I think you're planning on attending. I sure will be. I hope that you'll sit in with us at least one of those nights uh, on the show and, and have a chat with us. I'm looking forward to it. Because it's a blast. It's, we actually have a live studio audience for it. So it's, you know, it's a little bit of a different kind of a flavor of show. We get neat people in to talk to us as guests, uh, folks that otherwise wouldn't be on the show. And uh, But really, the reason to go is not to see Free Talk Live. Uh, but the reason to go is to be with hundreds of other like-minded, liberty-oriented people all enjoying themselves and uh, socializing and networking and attending panel discussions and speeches and banquets uh in and parties of course uh, late night parties at this hotel in nashville i mean it 's just a it 's like a liberty convention is basically what it is and it's a it 's a great time and not only that it 's affordable for conventions if you 've ever been to an industry convention before, you know these things can be hundreds of dollars for the weekend in this case it 's less than two hundred dollars. For all four days, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, that's the convention. Of course, staying in the hotel costs extra, but you can always divvy up a room with multiple people and save extra bucks uh, that way. Plus, it's the middle of the winter, so it's the time at which the hotel rooms are the cheapest in New Hampshire as well. So it's not like you're paying for peak hotel season, like if you were to come during the fall, for instance. So go to uh, freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum. You'll learn more about some of the, the speakers they've already announced, uh, like Michael Bolden from the 10th Amendment Center, Michael Cloud from the Center for Small Government, uh, and more. Go to uh, – oh, apparently John Lott's going to be there. That's, uh, that's a big deal. That gun, the gun guy, John Lott? Yes. More guns, less crime? Anyway, so more speak, uh, speakers will be announced, but the longer you wait, the more likely the price is to go up. Because right now they've got the early bird discount going on. So, freestateproject slash liberty forum, and remember our discount code FTL twenty twelve to save yourself an extra ten percent. That's FTL twenty twelve over at freestateproject dot org liberty slash liberty forum. We'll see you there. Jeff is still on the line with us. He is a professional driver. You've been driving for a few decades, Jeff. You said, "Yeah, you
11: don't need to tell me that." You know? Oh, I want New Hampshire in the fall. There's no, I can't really think of a prettier place on Earth than New England in the fall.
0: It is certainly a beautiful place. I, 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 I just can't. But anyway, any
11: rate, what I want to discuss is this. Do you think the federal government... You have the right to recall meat or vegetables or any kind of food.
0: No, That's I don't think the federal cannabis. government should be recalling anything. I don't think the federal government should exist. I think it's a, a gross group of criminals yeah. who uh, force their yeah. way on people who don't appreciate it. They threaten yeah. violence against peaceful people and they use violence against peaceful people and that alone is enough reason to abolish them. But I think that I, I share your concerns about uh, bad meat and bad food and I think that the way that that is handled in in many ways is uh, very effectively by the marketplace. If I'm a, uh, a gross... I,
11: I, I disagree with you, sir, because I about 20... It's been about 18 years ago, I was at a... See, what, what, what the federal government requires of slaughterhouse is that the animals got to be able to walk to slaughter. If he has to be carried to slaughter because he's sick, you're not allowed to slaughter. him. I went into a hog plant, the farmer was freaking out because his hogs could not stand. And he knew that the government was going to... 86 them, and he was going to lose his ass. And, and I know if that inspector was not there, he'd have put them hogs on my truck and told me to haul ass to the slaughterhouse. I guarantee you that's what would have happened. That's what the free market See, would have done. No, sir. You
0: know what you're don't. What you not really connecting here, and you didn't really ever, uh, I think, answer Derek's. Oh,
11: I know what the free market would have done take my hogs, I don't care if they're sick or not, the fodder out. That's what the free market would have. Wait, Jeff,
2: if we're going to have a discussion and comprehend each other, I think it would be helpful to define our terms. So, free market, what does that mean to you?
11: Well, I look at it this way. Everything, the free market has to be regulated so that you don't have any kind of abuse.
2: What is the the free market to you, Jeff?
11: Well, I I think it's the pursuit of profitability. That's That's why I do what I do. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was just out in Long Beach a couple weeks ago. The guy comes out while he's loading my truck and says, "Well, I don't pay a uh, fuel surcharge. Well, then you need to ring the witch doctor over here, and he can do a hex on this freight, and that that goddamn freight walk to walked a while. 'Cause I ain't it's to get it off my truck. I don't work for nothing, pal. Okay, take it off there now. Well, that's the free market to me.
2: Just to, I mean, just to make sure I, 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 that we're comprehending each other, I would say that the, the free market is individuals making choices to trade with one another in the absence of threats of force.
11: Well, no, wait, wait a minute. Uh, right now, to me, being be an road trucker, I have to be licensed by the federal government. I, I, just, I got drug tested today. You better believe it, buddy.
0: Do you, and you support that? You support that? Yes. So you support
11: I've a lot of bad things over the years.
0: You yeah. support drug testing people that drive. Yes,
11: and fly airplanes. Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: See you. You know it's unfortunate to hear this from somebody oh, who's don't in, drive the, cars, it's, in the. Driving cars, it's, that's unf- your Jeff, deal. can we have a conversation? It's unfortunate to hear this from somebody that's in the professional driving business because I know a lot of people in the professional uh, driving business are. Liberty-minded, like they understand that right. regulations don't help people, that they actually make things worse, and they actually protect the big companies, the big corporations that they're supposedly they the out there to, to control. So so to get back to your issue about – let's just focus on this one issue of the bad meat and the recalls. Uh, in many cases, the federal government, when it recalls a product – is doing it without any real good reason to do it and they end up bankrupting companies that otherwise would have been all right had they just simply made good on you know you know whatever bad products came out rather than recalling a whole product line and having to go through the these costs or then finding out later on down the line that they didn't that they didn't have to recall it or they they shouldn't have been had to have uh, recalled it but the federal government forces them to do those things now when you don't have government regulations, what you can have is marketplace regulations. Right. And that comes in the form of businesses who care about their customers. Because you're right, right. Business wants to make That's profit. Right. Jeff. Jeff.
11: My, dad, my dad's an engineer, for, a retired engineer at Ford Motor Company. Ford Motor Company saves $6 a car by not coming up with the correct type of tire for that SUV and it them multi-millions of dollars in recall and ball What? Well, so the free market determined them it. to make a higher profitability. They put the public at risk, and they paid a major fine.
0: Oh, so I who got the who got the, the money in, from the fine? I'm curious.
11: Well, the people that tied in, Rex. Oh, are five. you sure about that? And, and and the lawyers made out like bandits. No doubt about it.
0: Are you sure? Because usually when uh, companies pay fines, it just goes into the coffers of the government. And it doesn't the free go to the victims.
11: market. Determined that they had the right to put the public at risk. But
0: sir, you don't uh, you don't even know what you're talking about because there is no free market. The, the marketplace uh, is regulated.
11: Their liberty, their li- their freedom, they had the freedom to put the public at risk.
0: Well, even with so all the government around, apparently they, they did freedom freedom that, right? To do whatever they want, right? So, whatever the yeah, hell they want. That, that was under
2: government regulation.
0: Yeah, you're saying that these things happened and there is government regulation and there are government regulations and they're happening, right? right?
11: There's recalls recall So what good are your regulations
0: online? if they're not if they're not actually stopping what, what, all these what, people what, from being put in danger?
11: Toyota, Toyota, Don't worry about government regulation.
0: I, I want to bring up an idea Jeff
2: that maybe you haven't considered and and I hope that you can hear this out and uh, use your imagination.
11: It's ridiculous. You have well, a right to put the public at risk because you got, you're supposed to be free.
0: Well use you your, your imagination. Be free and put
11: the public at risk.
0: I, That's not what anyone's saying.
11: That's your liberty, yeah.
2: Okay, liberty but can, can you imagine a group in. of humans goes into business to rate the business practices of other organizations? Well, they and do this, it all the time. And this rating agency competes nonviolently for credibility in the eyes of the public? Can, you can imagine oh, such a well, thing.
11: Well, we have courts for business competitors take each other to court all the time
0: no i don't think that you're really even listening i don't i don't think that you maybe we're miscommunicating i'll tell you what i'll bring it back again here jeff but we're gonna have to have more of a conversation where you don't you know we don't talk over each other and we can actually try to listen to one another here uh 855-453 because i hear what you're saying you're saying you believe the government makes things better with its regulations but yet all the the things you're pointing out have happened during regulation so it's free talk live the successes are piling up and proving the free state project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move to New Hampshire, consider Keene. Keene is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. Though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeene.com and get connected with video, audio, one of the busiest liberty forums in New Hampshire, and more at freekeene.com. That's freekeene.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want and dial in toll free at eight five five four fifty three. free. That's one eight five five four five zero three seven three three. You can join us online as well at freetalklive.com, where the features are brought to you for free by our wonderful sponsors who cover the costs and our Free Talk Live amplifiers as well, who help cover the costs of getting this show out to Uh, Radio stations and bringing new listeners on board the free talk live amp program. You can learn more about it at amp.freetalklive.com. It is several hundred strong. There are several hundred listeners that are on board with the amp program, giving as little as three bucks a month to this program so we can help get on more stations and, and again, spread the ideas of freedom because people, a lot of them are confused. You know they bought into this mindset. And by the way, amp.freetalklive.com. You can go there and learn more about it. But a lot of people have bought into this mindset of the idea that. Well, we need to have the government around to keep us safe. We, we, these evil companies are just going to poison the, the, the farmers. Just going to give you all this bad meat, and uh, the store is going to put all this bad meat on the shelf. And uh, you know the truckers are going to ship the bad meat around, and they're going to just poison people. And people are going to be dying left and right. And if we don't have government around, I mean, just have, doesn't that sound ludicrous? <laughs>
2: it's it's a nightmare world. I don't know anyone who re- like how could people really think that's how things would be that everyone would just be uh trying to trick each other and there would be no standards that, that people would try and uphold, no virtue Well, in, it's a real negative view of
0: humanity, isn't it? I mean, it it's essentially terrible. accepts it, – it's essentially the viewpoint that people are by nature evil and that uh, we need the government around because the good people will somehow get elected into that government even Shh. though people are by nature evil. And they will then be able to control those evil people. I mean, it's just absolutely absurd.
2: Right. But I, I think that the evil people are in the minority. I think and, that's true. And that – good people are abound and well goodness abounds. Our, yeah
0: well, look right look at your life and look at the wonderful things that are in it uh you know you talk about the meat uh that gets to the grocery you go to the grocery store you buy meat and you're relatively certain you're getting good product why there's a freshness date on there that's not because the government regulates meat it's because the store doesn't want you to die the store doesn't want you to right. get sick so you know that and that's not to say mistakes don't happen and things don't you know get screwed up along the line from time to time. But overall, the marketplace is a very safe place. And it's not a free market. It is a regulated market. But it's safe not because of regulations. It's safe because that's what the people, the actors in the market, want to provide their customers. You don't make a car into a death trap. Because you want your customers to die. You want your customers to buy another car from you down the line someday. You want them to be satisfied with their experience in the same way you want them to be satisfied buying food from you. And so they'll come back and recommend your store so you can stay open and stay in business. There's a chain of custody when it comes to these products where each company has certain standards that they've applied. In many cases, the standards of companies that are that are selling products are much higher than the regulatory standards out there that are imposed by the government. Well, the one thing
2: I always am curious about when people bring up regulation is, are, are people aware that there's an organization called Consumer Reports? I was under the impression yeah. that this is a pretty popular magazine. and It's that, got a good name, I'd say. Yeah, and and – it's well read by by a lot of different people so that is an example of how regulation might
0: work. How about J.D. Power? I'm right. sure you've seen the automotive commercials where they give awards to different cars for various different factors, like safety, for instance. And
2: I know that there's one for electronics
0: as well. And so Underwriters Laboratories is, that's the uh, is one an example of. of that. But they do more than electronics. For instance, the jail that you and I stayed in, uh, if you actually get a look at the sides of the doors, that, like, once they're opening the doors to the cell, there's actually a UL stamp of approval on that door for bullet resistance. Well, and they, I'm and I'm level glad... six, level six bullet resistance. You and I'm certified. glad
2: that they were certified by a free market. Uh, well, closer to free market. Company rather than the government. Cause... Well,
0: UL is is a market company. Well, it's not free market. You're right. just pointing out there is no free market, and that's common amongst the people like uh, Jeff. And by the way, Jeff dropped off the line as soon as I put him on hold, so he didn't want to hang out here, and that's fine too, because it really wasn't much of a conversation. In that Jeff has his viewpoint of regulation, regulation, regulation. Even though all the examples of all the horrors that the supposed free market was poisting on us was happening under a regulated marketplace. No,
2: we needed more regulations. Don't you realize, Ian? Well, just, the problem with we needed that, more.
0: Well, the problem with that is that the regulations – the thing that the people that advocate for them don't understand is that regulations – Prohibit competition. They 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 make it the marketplace limited. It, it turns it into kind of an oligopoly situation where only some companies are able to play in those given uh, market arenas. And so, therefore, there isn't as much competition as there might otherwise could be. So these regulations, if they raise the cost of doing business beyond a certain point, or the the raise the point of entry, uh, the cost to to enter the business beyond a certain point, some people will look at all the regulations and they'll say, well, I can't afford to do this business. So I'm just not going to try. Whereas if the regulations didn't exist, anybody who wanted to could open up their business and operate in whatever way they felt was appropriate. And each individual who did business with those people would be able to decide to or not to do business. And if they felt uncomfortable for any reason whatsoever, they could open up their own business or they could uh, you know, patronize the, com- the competition. But regulations restrict the marketplace and they restrict the amount of choices that we have. And when the res- choices are restricted, you start getting problems as a result of that.
2: Well, as far as defining our terms about regulation, I, I just want to say, to me, government regulation is just humans threatening to put other humans in cages for not doing what they say. Yeah. And if you believe that power corrupts, how do you think that's going to turn out? Mm. I mean... Great point. It's it's There's well, a moral argument to be made here.
0: Didn't Jeff say at one point that, well, uh, he's seen people pay off the regulators? Exactly. So...
2: Jeff's made his made my point for me. I think, uh, yeah, in, sure. in showing that government regulation leads to corrupted uh, power brokers who are just paying off their friends and, right. and cronies to um, just live another day in a in a cushy job.
0: Yeah, it limits the people that are in the marketplace to you know, the amount of people that can even compete in the marketplace. It limits that, and the ones that are in the marketplace, the ones in many cases, they get grandfathered in. As well. So uh, like, for instance, you look at the uh, the cigarette. There was a like a big cigarette bill that was passed. I think it was earlier this year went into effect. Uh, it banned like certain flavored tobaccos and things like that. And, yes, uh, that was written by Philip Morris. I mean, it was written by the big corporations that the people that want to regulate things want to control but what they don't they don't understand is that it's these companies want these things they want the regulations because they know it increases the cost of doing business they know they can absorb those costs increase the cost of their packs of cigarettes by like 1 cent or whatever and keep new upstarts out of the marketplace and keep people from competing with with uh, with the new innovations but as was pointed out if they're just buying off the regulators then what's the point What's the point of it all? Oh, I know the solution if you just ask the regulator the you know, the advocates like Jeff, the solution is well, we just need people to watch the regulators. Well didn't they try that in the Soviet Union where it was like different layers of bureaucracy supposedly <laughs> watching the layer beneath them? But but each layer can be corrupted, each layer can be bought off. So where does it end? How many levels of regulation is appropriate? How many different regulators do you need to have to make sure that all the different levels of regulators aren't being corrupted and bought off? it's impossible
2: well ian i think it ends with the individual when the individual decides what he or she wants as a consumer and makes a choice to vote with his or her dollar about one thing or another But
0: you're you're just a dummy you don't know that's the viewpoint of (laughs) that's the viewpoint of people like jeff is that you don't you people you don't you need experts to tell you what to think well, I would
2: know that if I bought bad meat from a grocer, then I'm not going back there. Or at <laughs> right. least
0: I'm going to tell them, like,
2: yo, man, your meat's making people sick. I'm right. never coming back. And how
0: long are they going to stay in business if that's the case? Yeah.
2: So it's not like there's, oh, yeah, Joe's market down there. You can either get it from Joe or from Bud. And by the way, if you go to Joe, he's been selling people dirty meat for 20 years. It's like, <laughs> you've never heard about that.
0: Let's talk to Colin in Oregon. Colin, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Derek J. Colin.
9: Hi,
6: how's it going?
0: What's on your mind tonight, Colin?
6: Uh, well, I had a few things, but I don't think I'm going to get to them tonight, so maybe I'll have to call back.
0: Um, well, pick one. You
6: you talked earlier about the uh, sterilization thing, and uh, Derek had mentioned that it's um, worse than rape. And I think you can make a good case that it kind of is a form of rape. And the reason I think that is, I, I've thought a lot about rape and why it's so different from other forms of assault. And the the thing that I've kind of come up with, at least for part of it, is that it remo- it can remove the v- woman's volition from the act of conception. And this is kind of the same thing. It's still a violent assault and um, in a very private area, and it removes her volition. And it's invasive.
0: The They're both invasive as well. It
2: happens to yeah, be that exactly. the, that woman agrees with you. If I can read you a quote from Quickly, her, yes. I was raped by a perpetrator who was never charged, and then I was raped by the state of North Carolina— mm.
0: Yep, I'd say you nailed it, Colin. Thanks for the thoughts on that. Appreciate hearing from you tonight. It has been Ian here with you. And Derek J. Derek, great doing the show as always. Appreciate you being here. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow night. You can join us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com.
5: Okay, so this is – you can call this an Edgington Post if that's what you wish to do. However, it's kind of a promotion for Free State Now, uh, my program to complete the Free State Project. Ian, you're sitting in with me?
0: I am, and I've been a a longtime supporter of the Free State Now Project uh, being one of the initial – Free State Now
5: campaign. I don't want to confuse
0: it with the Free State Project. Being one of the initial contributors to it. Yes. And it's gone through a couple iterations thus far. You've learned some lessons. Yeah. And made some mistakes,
5: well, you know we can call them mistakes. Remember everything that has happened with free State now has resulted in signers for the free state project,
0: so it 's been successful from that perspective, yeah. but you've been trying to tweak it to make it more successful. it 's got
5: to be sustainable and it hasn 't been sustainable at this point it It has been uh, pushed forward by the sheer force of will, my will, um, and it, it needs to have uh, it, it needs to operate in other ways when you for instance, when you went away free state Pro- free state now just kind of went
0: you know what did I have to do with that?
5: Well, because I was busy doing um, oh, the radio right. stuff, I was busy all the time, and I just, I, you know, I just didn't have enough energy to put towards it.
0: Okay, so, so what is Free State now? For those that don't know,
5: Free State now is a project to complete the. It's a excuse me, a campaign to complete the Free State project. It is not affiliated with the Free State project, other than everybody who's involved is a Free State project. Signer, and if you're not a Free State Project signer, I'm frankly probably not talking to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, this, you know, this is the, the help I'm going to ask from people is really the help that I want from signers. I suppose if you're really into it, you haven't signed, that you can listen to what we have to say and that it may have uh, some Im- import to you. If not, you can certainly listen in on a conversation that isn't aimed at you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's that's kind of the idea. Free State Now. I've got here on the website. Is, uh, <clears throat> Which is
0: freestatenow.com.
5: Yep, freestatenow.com. It's a website for the Free State Project's completion campaign, a collaborative effort by several activists, ones that I really needed to. Um, you know, folks that I, I don't know whether I should name or not, but certainly Jason Osborne has been uh, thoroughly involved. Um, you know, uh, a couple of uh, friends of ours, Will Buchanan, is uh, thoroughly involved, and some more.
0: Will's the guy that did the walk for liberty a few years back. That's
5: right, and Will has been um, basically, you know, behind doing the, um, you know, the recruitment up to this point. But I have, uh, I have hindered Will. I said that I was going to get him lists of liberty-loving individuals to call, and I thought I had those locked down. But frankly, mm. the people that I had them locked down from just haven't come through for me they've got them they're just not returning my calls anymore so mm. i don't know what the deal is i know these lists are valuable and i know people don't want to give them up i'm willing to pay for them but i can't get them
0: so that up until this point has been a bit of a sticking point for you i mean if you can't get the list will can't make the calls projects on hold right
5: but it will has gotten other people to make a few calls we had uh, you know one sort of list that you know we've had a couple of lists that uh We've raised from the dead and, you know, shaken them out and squeezed them for everything they were worth. And what but what Will did, and I guess I, I don't know whose idea this was. I'll just give Will credit for it. Um, went to Boston and, um you know, went out there with a clipboard and some trifolds. Trifolds are these uh, pieces of paper. Well, there's two ways to sign up for the Free State Project. One of them is online where you can go to freestateproject.org and uh click sign in or sign up or whatever. And uh if you sign up, then they'll send you a confirmation email. They get a little info from you, a confirmation email. You click through the confirmation email, email, and you are then a signer of the Free State Project. Now, frankly, you don't even have to put realistic information. They know that people are um, concerned about privacy with the Free Mm -hmm. State Project, so they allow you, you know, (laughs) as long as you click on the email and it doesn't say Mickey Mouse, you're going to be a signer. And, you know, even if it's not You know your full, legitimate, God-given name or whatever, um, the government name, your slave name, like you signed up under Ian Bernard.
0: Right, back when I had a slave name. Yeah, Yeah, back your
5: your slave name. Um, (laughs) You can sign up under Ian X if it makes you uh, feel good. But another way to do it is the trifold. The trifold's a piece of paper. This is for people who perhaps don't have access to the internet. The Free State Project was created, what, in 2001? Mm -hmm. Not everybody had it at the time. And so this is the other way. And he went out there with some pieces of paper, got people to sign up, as uh, we turned in those pieces of paper, he was getting um, four signers an hour, and frankly, once he got good at it, more than that. Wow! And that's a lot of signers. If you can get somebody to go out and do that, the free state project's going to be completed pretty quick. You can get a few people to do that, but and- how do you get people to do that? You got to pay them. You got to pay them, right? Um, now, one of the complaints about the free state, free state now, is coming from people, by the way, who uh, you know. <sighs> Clearly, weren't very thoroughly in the Free State Project, where the Free State Project was paying a hundred dollars a signer mm-hmm. to get people to sign up. Um, in advertising, Free State Now was doing it for thirty-five. Right. But people didn't like those numbers. They were like thirty-five dollars to get somebody to sign up. That's crazy. The, the the Libertarian Party gets people to sign a petition for a dollar, sometimes less. Okay and one of the, that was the you know that was the main complaint uh, yeah. from people sort of from the outside why they don't want to give it's too much so here's another idea um, you know, we're certainly going to continue different thing, different ways of getting them, but I've decided to open it up sort of as an open source thing. I mean, this is, seems to be what Free Talk Live's about. It's kind of like what the Liberty Movement's about, at least on the internet, is, you know, don't lock things down under a uh, padlock for p- people that can't participate. Open it up so people can have their ideas and what they think works. Mm-hmm. And I've put a page up, it's called slash earn and the basic idea is there's a trifold there go download it it's uh you know it's it's, it's on the free state project you can just go to the little link there i, th- I think actually you're going to have to cut it into your browser because it doesn't link but anyway um you know i i'm not going to claim to be a great web developer or anything like that but there's the uh, the link's down there under what is the proposal and you you get it you put it into your browser you get the the trifold you you can print them up, you can uh, get some photocopies they don't have to be in color um, they just have to be you know the the trifold essentially, and you get people to sign up now. Like I said, we know that some people are interested in, in um, privacy. We want as much of their information as possible so that we can market moving to free, the free state as soon as possible to them. Because not just it's not just a project about getting people to move after the 20,000 mark is re- mm-hmm. reached. It's about getting them to move now. Because that's what the free state project really is about. It's about pick up and move to New Hampshire. And – You know, this is, you know, so this is what we're hoping people will do is, uh, uh, you know, move as soon as possible. Get as much information as possible. But what we need from them is we need to have their name. We need to have a signature. Mm -hmm. We need to have a state. And we need to have either an email address, a regular address, or a telephone number.
0: And all this information is up over at freestatenow.com slash earn?
5: Yes. I'm just breaking it on down so people understand how easy this is.
0: But you have to go to that URL because it it appears it has not been linked to from the front page of the
5: site. I think it might be on the front page of the site. But um, you have to go to that link. I mean, this is – to some extent, I need to be able to pull this down when – I have, you know, if for instance I've gotten too many trifolds, haven't raised enough money, or, Mm -hmm. you know, something like that, I need to be a little fluid with this. Um, But. The, I've got thousands of dollars in the uh, bank. People have, you know, there have been some really generous dona- donations um, sent out.
0: And presumably, if this is successful, or when this is successful, more people will send donations because you'll be able to advertise. Hey, this is working. You know, so and so went out to this location and they got this many signers, and this yeah. guy got this many signers, and we've had X amount of signers within a week. Right. And so when I can
5: say I'm holding in my hand a hundred signers, I've got, a, you know, actually I have right. more than that. But um, you know, when I when I can say that, look, I got a hundred signers, um. 25 signers for the Free State Project is a tremendous week. If I can bump that thing up 100 or 200 in a week, people are going to go, wow, because there are people that check that thing every day. They, they care.
0: Man, if you could get 200 signers in a week, I mean, that'd be that's a lot.
5: It's huge. huge. And then people are going to say, wow, this is really working. And um, once I tell you about the uh, the rates that we have here, they and because it's open source, this is going to work better. So it's a lot cheaper than the $35 that we were, were getting before. Okay. Um So basically, then the person sends it in to me uh they they're you know all these the completed uh, the, the stacks tri-fold. of uh trifolds that they have, and we go through them to make sure that a the person doesn 't live in new hampshire that 's mm-hmm. kind of important and b you know they 're not signing up under the name uh, you know. Newt Gingrich wants to sign up or whatever, you know, just some fake name. Um, You know, we can't I don't know how we're going to check on, you know, the the most thorough. It's not like we're going to track down and send uh, PIs all over the country or anything like that. But, you know, obviously we want to minimize fraud as best we can. Sure so we're going to uh you know t- take a look at them and then the ones that don't live in new hampshire aren't fraudulent we're going to uh, put them in the system and i'm going to send a check for five dollars cold hard cash or at least a check um to each person who signs you know for every trifold that the person sends in so this is a way for because i mean right now with the economy the way it is lots of people are saying they don't have jobs i'm offering them a job um the the you know, what if my 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 buddy Will here was out able to do this four signers an hour and more than that. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he's like some hours it was a lot more than that even good. on average. He's like once once I got good, that was his first day by the way, and he's done it many times since. So um, it's yeah, great. It's twenty bucks an hour, so
0: people can get involved in this now. Yes, at freestatenow dot com slash earn. That's
5: right, and I mean that's really what it what it all boils down to is you know this is now it's in your court, people. Um, you know, everybody wants me to get this completed and I want to get it completed, but I have just felt overwhelmed with it now. Look, give me some signers. I'll give you some money.
0: So, so if you, for instance, have been talking to, with some friends uh, about this, maybe maybe you don't have to take Will's uh, approach. Like he went out to a public common kind of place, yeah, and, sure. and did some stuff there. Maybe you want to go to you know a campaign for liberty meeting or some sort yep. of convention that's happening. Gun liberty show convention, uh, you know, Libertopia just happened, obviously. Gun show, you know, gay and lesbian pride fest, whatever, wherever you want to go, wherever you think you can reach people. Or maybe it's just something where you've been talking to some friends, and and now you've got a little extra incentive to kind of take them to the next step because this one thing to talk to somebody about the free state project and just leave it laying on the table it's another thing to help them and kind of walk them through look let's get you signed. you said you wanted to do this let's get you signed up here here's a trifold let's fill this out together sure you can and, get five
5: dollars for that person
0: and i'll take care of it i'll send it in for you when you can do those things because i remember when i was doing petitioning uh when i was working you know like a decade ago petitioning with the libertarian party it was always better to fill it out for them because a lot of times yeah, sure. a lot of times the person they wouldn't read like for instance we're registering people to vote and if you wanted to make sure that registration would take, you had to fill it out for them. Because a lot of times they just look over the wrong – they wouldn't put the information in the right sections. They're just not paying close enough attention. Yeah. And if you do it yourself, it, it helps them uh, get it done. Well, what Will
5: did is he brought several um, clipboards and several pens, and he was having more than one person sign up at wow. once. Wow! So um, you know, if you can get into a high-traffic area – the reason I'm not providing a script here is because what the heck do I know? I haven't been out and done this particular aspect. I don't know what the best way to get people's names, addresses, uh, telephone numbers, whatever it is yeah, I mean, on if, these pieces of paper. And I the, frankly don't care what kind of script that somebody uses. I mean, let's just, you know, let's get people to sign up.
0: If the crowd is figuring those things out, then yeah. you'll have better ideas. Because if you were to come down and say, well, this is the best way, it may not be that. I
5: don't know. I mean, I'm not going to propose to know. I could give somebody a script um, and that kind of thing, but that's, you know, maybe somebody else will send one in to me. There's a, a section of the the bottom of the page where I'm going to include sort of questions and comments mm-hmm. from other people, and that way they, you know, they're, they're, there's can be some kind of feedback.
0: Okay, cool. So freestatenow slash earn. Get over there, get the details. That's right, and help us get to the free state project. Get to twenty thousand. Yeah, pay. help me give you some money. That that helps too. Yep, nice little incentive.
5: I think it'll probably take about two weeks to get them a check. freestatenow.com slash earn.